This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of d and KC. And thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it. And hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. Enjoy the show. Vibes are ass today. Boy, I mean, the vibes are bad. Jesse's in a bad mood. Kings fans are in a bad mood. Twitter's ablaze because Shams won't stop talking about the Sacramento Kings. Mm. Oh, there's a lot to discuss. I feel like LeBron on Friday night. We suck. What do you want me to say? I wonder if Kings fans were like me, just drove home in silence yesterday. Just, just the vibes were just. Well, I was at the arena. It wasn't silent. No, no, nah, they let the, they let that team know. Hey, hey, it was funny in the fourth quarter. I was trying to figure out. Oh, that's the they hit a three, and the crowd sarcastically like applauded. I was like, that that's actually kind of funny. It's demeaning. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh no, they're actually cheering the group that's out there. Mm-hmm. They know the team is trash, and this performance was unacceptable. But Keon is out there busting his ass. Kevin Herter is desperately trying to find his shot. And those that stayed, because a lot of people left with about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. A lot of people left with 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. But 
man, that was that was a shout out to those that stayed and cheered that crew on, man. But what a what a debacle. Here's what we'll do. We'll start with yesterday and then we'll work our way backwards to Friday. Nothing really to talk about with the Toronto game. Great win for Sacramento. It was completely washed away yesterday. Obviously, everything regarding Sacramento from Friday night and even over the weekend uh, centers around Pascal Siakam. A 50-point deficit on your home floor, man. I don't I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Like 50. You've lost by like a combined 69 points. To the New Orleans Pelicans in two games. Mm. Have two 30-plus point defeats this season, both by the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans think you're funny. Mm. Like a little kid trying to play with the big boys. Like, they made fools out of you. CJ was talking trash on the on the Pelicans postgame show. And why shouldn't he? He scored 30 and beat you by 50. Mm. And you missed me with the, with the minus 17. I don't care nothing about that. That team... That team was down by 50. In my eyes, they lost by 50. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I I know, you know, people talk about, uh, you know, you play professionally and the pros look at it differently. and Fans and people who aren't pros, you know, don't understand or see it different, whatever they want to say about it. I mean, I have no problem saying if I was in that locker room, I'd be absolutely embarrassed. I would be embarrassed. For me personally, there would be no, I leave this here, you know, and, you know, you just move on to the next game and all this other stuff. Now, that would, that would stick with me a little bit. So let me that ask was you, embarrassing. Let, let me ask you then. Do, do you think they are? I don't know. I don't want to disrespect them and be like, oh, you know, they didn't they didn't care. They're just moving on. Because, I, I mean, these guys are professionals. Um, they're competitors, so I don't want to sit up here and say they don't care. Uh, I think that would be, uh, in this particular instance with this group, they've shown too many times that they do care about winning. It'd be unfair for me to say they don't care. But, yeah, I, I, I to answer your question, I, I can't really speak on that. I just know how I would feel in that situation. That was That'd be an embarrassing performance. Embarrassing. And not only to lose like that again – but like you mentioned, the Pelicans are out here laughing at you, thinking thinking this is a joke, you know, going up against you. you that was something that that you should take personal, mm. that you should uh, be offended by. You know what I'm saying? And I I don't know. I don't know how many of them are feeling that way. I don't know. We didn't get to hear from them. Mm. Got to hear from Domas. Um by the way, I, 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 I'll explain that for a second. The locker room media versus the podium media, they're very, very different. And I actually forgot about this until having a conversation uh, with someone yesterday. The locker room media is essentially, it's it's like James, Sean, and Matt. Mm-hmm. You, know, maybe, you know, maybe when Jake or Sarah are there, you know, maybe they're in there too, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a far, far smaller group of people. I'm sure when the big boys are here, like the you know the Mark Spears and the Sam Amicks, I'm sure they're in there too. Mm-hmm. But you know, for you know, for a Sunday afternoon game against the Pelicans, you're not drawing a large national contingent. You're talking about a handful of guys versus a room full of media, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a that's a that's a, a a big difference between you know Domas talking to a couple of guys, Kevin Herter talking to just Sean, 
and, you know, sitting at the podium like Keon Ellis did yesterday? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't like that they don't speak. They don't come to the podium. Um, I will stall out De'Aaron just a little bit um, because the last embarrassing loss. I think he did come to the podium. He he came way later, but he ended up coming to the podium. That was Charlotte? That was Charlotte. He didn't come for Boston because that's the one where he came the next day. I think that was Keon. And Yeah, it was Keon, and Fox came the next day. and It was his birthday. He said, I got up out of there, and nobody asked me to come talk, so I, I kept him moving. So it, it's not like he doesn't ever talk in those situations. But, yeah, man, like, come to the podium. I talked about it on the handoff. I, I'll never understand – why these guys um, are so reluctant to just do this little media obligation. Mm. You can literally go to that podium for four or five minutes, say a bunch of cliche stuff, and that'll that'll suffice for most of us. Like, we we wouldn't even be having this conversation if Fox, Domas, Monk, uh, Keegan – you know, anybody came up there and was like, yeah, like, it, it, we we could do it right now. It's real simple. Go ahead. Ask me a question. Ask me a question like you're James Ham. Uh, KC, uh, talk about uh, being down 50. Like, where are you with that? That's yeah. James, just James's line. Where are you with that? <laughs> you guys are down 50. Where, where, where are you at with that? Yeah, man, it's, it's not good. You know, it's not good. Nobody wants to get there and. You know, we've got to be better than that because, um, you know, it's just unacceptable in our eyes. And we we just can't let those things happen. Things snowball and, you know, and it gets out of control. And we just got to make sure we stay focused so those things don't happen. How, how do you – how did how, how did how did you guys feel? Like, did you notice the home crowd booing you? Uh, A little bit. You know, I heard some things and, hey, you know – they were well within their rights. You know, they paid a lot of money. We didn't play well. And, you know, I guess we deserved it tonight. That's all you got to do. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. That's it. The the art of saying something without saying anything. No one's asking for what Mike's game plan was and why it went wrong. Right. Though, <laughs> I think Jill Adge, I <laughs> Mike said something yesterday, and I, I, I read the quote and was like, as we were shivering out at the ice rink last oh night. Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh boy, that's a that's a tough line. And it didn't I didn't connect. I'm just like reading it like uh, I feel bad for the fans that paid money to see this. Damn, and it wasn't until I saw Jill Adge tweet. It was like, oh yeah. That feels like an Alvin Gentry line from mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. That was straight out of the Alvin Gentry. We're not gonna quit play playbook. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a tough, tough look. That's a tough, tough look because this team's been beaten by Charlotte. They've played poorly before, got blown out against Boston. That man had to say, I'm sorry to anyone who spent their money to see this team. Yeah, It's tough. It's like family night at the Golden One Center or something, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Something I saw like Matt that. tweet something about that. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. Damn. That, that's tough. I don't know why the Kings hate families. The, the, um, the, the thing that I come away – thinking about what this team is they just are who they are. They don't suck. Um, they're not a championship contender. But sometimes they're going to have nights 
like last night. Sometimes they're gonna have nights like Orlando and Toronto, and and and, and really, who knows when that's gonna happen? Because like we can sit up here and say, well, that's not gonna get it done in the playoffs. Well, they might have two games like Toronto and and Orlando. Mm-hmm. They might have a game like Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So they might win around. They might get swept. The unknown and not being able to rely on anything with this team is really the frustration. It's not that they're not good. It's it's not being able to rely on them showing up from night to night. That's the thing that uh, pisses people off and has people um, frustrated with how to even embrace this team, this particular team. It's kind of who they are. You don't more than anything. Like I know a lot of people are talking about. They're worried about Tuesday. I'm not at all. They'll probably they'll probably cook on Tuesday because we talked about the pattern three cycles ago. We said yeah. they get their ass beat. They come play well for two or three games. Everything looks to be good, and they get their ass beat again. Then they play well for two games. Then they get their ass beat again, and now it's time to play well for about two games. Yeah, it's a cycle that's gone on all year. I got a question. I'll 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 ask you uh, in a few minutes because it, it 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 could be too lengthy of an answer uh, to ask right now. Um, so we'll come back with that. We'll talk about De'Aaron Fox and it was wild. I I didn't again another thing that I didn't compute as the game was going along that De'Aaron hit that three to get the big crowd pop at the very beginning of the game and then that was it. That was crazy. Like that's insane. That's actually insane. The man hit the first basket of the game for the Kings and didn't score again. That was crazy. Uh, we'll talk about that, and and we'll try to dissect what went wrong. We'll also uh, dive into – you'll hear from Domas. We'll play that sound. Uh, we'll play you know what we have available uh, for you. And then we'll go back to Friday and what happened with the Sacramento Kings and the Toronto Raptors. There's a lot of talk about Siakam and the Kings – and and Harrison Barnes and who man, there's a lot out there, and we will do our best to dissect and weed our way through all of it. Uh, we're just getting started. Uh, we're happy that you're here with us. It's Dealer and Casey, brought to you by Sky River Casino. Get in on the action. Sky River Casino is the place to play with 2,100 of the newest slot machines and over 80 table games. Sky's the limit at Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I just sent you a, a, a TikTok, a tweet with your coach on it. Can you explain your coach's behavior? I think I know what you're talking about. No, yeah. Hey, that ain't my coach. No, that's bro. your coach. That ain't my coach. It's, I disowned that bum after uh He don't see. He yeah, man. That's your coach, though. That, ain't my that coach. man has coached half of your games. <laughs> you hear how crazy this is? I don't We're, think he coached the first three. Who the hell did? I think it was. I think it was. I don't think he coached the first three. How did they wrong. decide on this for the for the next three then? I don't know. But that the caption is hilarious. Hey, that's your coach, bro. That ain't my coach, man. That's your man. coach, man. I'll rock with dude. Okay. I'll rock with dude, man. He's over here crying. <laughs> Talking about you. Oh, my gosh. I'll Idiot. rock with dude. Well, you can listen to Michigan win the national championship here on ESPN 1320 immediately following D-Lo and KC no, today. I don't like you saying that. Just, just don't, don't say anything about the game. I don't need no. Don't oh, tell me what to do. I'm doing only, my only, job. Only, just say the game Tune is in. coming on. You don't talk. You yeah. ain't got to say Michigan, Michigan win and all this stuff. Don't say that. Don't a, say that. In fact, don't say it. Tune in to hear Michigan beat the hell out of Washington chill, 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 immediately chill. following today's broadcast. Chill. In any event, don't make me play that sound again. Shut your bitch ass up. Um, <laughs> by, by the way, real quick, did you go back and listen and say and hear me say they, not you, nah, on the I end? Didn't, I, didn't, I just wanted, I just wanted to stay <laughs> mad at you. I didn't want to believe that I, I misheard you. You looked me right in my eyes and said you played it at the end. I said Damn. I can't tell that. That was a great segment. I watched so the segment over again. Yeah, apparently, apparently everybody heard it. Yeah, that was good stuff. And I was like, did I say you? I think you did. No, I said they. You said went, they, I said they twice. That was the almost that was almost the end of the show as we knew it. <laughs> Kyle and KC coming up next week here on <laughs> In my head when we were going through I was like, why is he such a defender of the end? I don't understand why he's so upset about me saying the end play. Okay, KC was sitting there like, is this a work or is this a shoot? <laughs> we had a Bret Hart Shawn Michaels moment. <laughs> it was about to go down. I heard you might have played it on the end. That's what I heard. And it's like, bruh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, I said there was a question I wanted to ask you before before the break. and uh, Maybe the answer is nuanced. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's an easy no. Maybe it's an easy yes. Is this team soft? Um, I, I, I feel like maybe, maybe, maybe I'll provide more context into my thinking here. Mm-hmm. If you punch the Sacramento Kings in the third quarter, I think they can respond. Like if they're in a fight, I think they'll they'll fight back. Mm-hmm. If you punch them in the first quarter, that might be it. You you might you might you might be able to AI Ty Lu step over them and just keep it moving. Uh, maybe we're playing with semantics here a little bit. Uh, I'll I'll go with with what I've been saying for. I just don't think they're. Um, they're mentally tough enough in games to withstand a run or somebody coming at them a certain way. And that's why I, I won't call them soft because they bounce back. 
They do bounce back. We don't like it. We don't like that they have to bounce back. But but they bounce back. And there's I don't So maybe soft isn't the so okay. Is the assessment correct though? If you punch them in the face, and maybe this is this maybe maybe the maybe the proper term for the discussion is mental toughness rather than softness. I don't I don't know. You punch them in the face at the beginning of the game. You you got them. I, they're, they're not going to respond. There, there, there's one example. Like there, there's there's a very obvious example of the Golden State Warriors, you know, being down by 24 and coming back the way that they did this year. But outside of that, I feel like if you if you get into a fight with them, like Orlando was, they got punched against Orlando. Mm-hmm. They responded. You could probably argue they got punched against Toronto too when their 20 point something lead disappeared and they're you know they're taking you know jabs to the jaw and a couple of left hooks they had to respond late in that game mm-hmm. but i feel like if you throw them off early and uh, see you i might have them like i said and, and I, i'm not trying to be a contrarian or anything like that i just like it, it just it's not more so if they get punched or not because they can get punched and the game be close right like somebody can come at you and you're able all right we fighting like we getting after it, sure. and at the end of the first quarter, it's twenty two twenty. So you got punched, and you were able to, like, stay yeah. But that's in that just fight. a fight. Yeah, that's just a game, you though. That's just, but yeah, look at Atlanta. Look at Atlanta. They were able to bounce back from that. You know, yeah, so I, I think. I, but again, Atlanta. Let, let me go back and look. I want to speak out of out of turn. What was that 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 Hawks game? Um, Thirty one eight was that score at one point. That's right. Okay, but but right. but even yep. then, that flies in the face of what I I'm saying about them because usually, in game seventy one to fifty three, it looks like at halftime. It, usually in game they don't respond. They don't. Where their toughness comes from is after they've had a day to sit with their embarrassing performance, and they come out ready to go the next time. Mm-hmm. So to to kind of what you're talking about, they usually don't respond in game like if it gets out of control in the middle of the game they just done like they hey well didn't have it tonight guys regroup tomorrow yeah didn't have it tonight let's uh let's draw straws for who's not going to go to the podium here on the <laughs> on the bench like Keon, you, you're you're going you're going like if that, they're drawing straws it's a rigged game because it's been Keon twice yeah they do the uh the thing like um have you seen the clip of the guy at the ice cream stand who has the fake ice cream and he keeps popping it out of the cone yes. or whatever. Yeah. That's Keon's the one that keeps yeah. <laughs> thinking he's getting ice cream and he, yeah. nope, you lost, buddy. You gotta go up to the uh, podium. Poor Keon. So yeah, in in the middle of a, a game, if it gets if it gets too far away, they just feel like they fold up their tent. So and that's that is a level of softness. That is a, a level of not being mentally tough like we talked about. So um, I, I absolutely understand what you're saying. Uh, I feel like just for this game, you've got to point things like this out. Chris Duarte spoke in the locker room too yesterday. So I just the, feel like you got to point these things out. The, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have as, as big of a problem with speaking in the locker room, but not at the podium. I understand why you said there's more people at the when you're at the podium and stuff like that. But if you're making yourself available to answer questions in front of a camera, I'll take that. It's probably the less making you yourself just, available and more that you got caught. 
True. But uh, again, but you can, it's but semantics. In the, in like, I'm not room, trying to. In a locker room, you could be like, I'm not talking. You could. You know what that I mean? may or may not have. Well, here's DeMontis Sabonis uh, from yesterday. Uh, Domas, Mike talked about how, I, you know, you guys have had kind of a lack of fight. In by the way, no games. one hates this more than Domas. They could have won by 33. Yeah. And Domas would hate this. I want to talk. Games mm-hmm. like this, I mean, you know, I, I think you, you feel like you're a good team, but but the, on days like this, where where how do you generate that fight? Where does that have to come uh, from? You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, um, it's a team that beat us three times, you know, so it sucks. You know, I, I, I expected everyone to come out with, with, with more energy, you know, and um, I mean, I don't even know how to answer that question. You know, I mean, someone's beat you three times. you got to come out and just show some kind of fight. Is that something you can demand? Does the, does the coaching staff need to do I it? mean, we can talk about it all we want, but we got to show it on the court, you know, and um, we just all got to find it, you know. Um, basketball is a team, a team game, and, uh, you know, especially us, when we're, when we're all locked in together, we're, 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 we're a really dangerous team, so we just got to generate that. Um, unbelievable was it to see at halftime you guys only had like nine boards you, you yourself usually have way more than that and as a team to have that few how, what does that kind of say about what this I mean if you don't get stops there's no boards if the ball is going through the net you can't really get it so does a lot of that have to do with their length also just the way they kind of sometimes play? the sibling's answer to a question is the correct one I can't rebound a ball that doesn't come off the rim right for the rebounds yeah I mean, if the ball's going in, there's no rebound. So, I mean, <laughs> there's not, I don't know how to answer that. Trying to end it, or change to a little bit of a positive note, but the, the group in the fourth quarter that, mm-hmm. you, that you guys saw ended up getting to triple digits, but with Keon and Kessler and all mm-hmm. them, just what did you see from your perspective? Uh, it's how great. You know, um, they have opportunities to come out and, you know, um, get some minutes, uh, get some experience out there, try things out, you know, and um, it's, it's, it's great for them. You know, they all came out, and I feel like they found a rhythm. So, like I said, the, these guys are professionals. They're there. They always stay ready. Domas went to the school of uh, Kenny Caraway for answering questions. <laughs> this is perfect. That's all you got to do. That's all, yeah, yeah. That's all you, you got to do. If, professional. I mean, if you want to get more in-depth, you can. We, we applaud that. But if you just want to go through the motions, like, you could do that. But you got to do something. Like, you can't not show up. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the whole thing about this. You can't not show up. We talk about – we were talking about this last night. And, you know, we crack on the Warriors and for a number of different things. Every time, Steph is there, Clay is there, Dre was there when he was playing. Like He's back. These, he's back. Like, these guys, they're, they're top guys. We're got, Steph talked last night as they got their ass beat. Mm-hmm. Like, it don't matter. You always see Steph Curry, or at least the very, at the very least, the majority of the time you see Steph Curry out there. And – I'm just a believer if, hell, LeBron talks. Mm-hmm. LeBron made waves the other day because he didn't talk. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, man, LeBron left without speaking. He always speaks, mm-hmm. good you, and bad. You want to apologize to Darvin Ham? Well. You told me last out. night to write Darvin Ham fired as the yeah. as the as the Lakers head it's coach postponed. It's into, postponed. Into, into our rundown, and lo and behold, the Lakers beat the Clippers <laughs> well, last just, night. No, you still could have wrote it in there. We just treated like Russell Wilson – uh, or an NFL Just topic. Move it five days. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Russ. Yeah. Did I ever get that take off? It wasn't even a no, hot no, take. Oh yeah, we did on Friday. Yeah, That's right. It. That's right. Um. So yeah, I, those guys could talk. That like yeah. I believe. If I look at it like this, if LeBron and Steph can talk, you can talk. And you is 
De'Aaron, Fox. Sabonis. I throw Malik in there. Let's uh, Keegan, you're a big boy now. You can go up there and speak. But somebody instead and and instead of waiting for somebody to tell you to come talk, somebody get in there and be like, "I'm gonna I'm go talk tonight, guys. I'm gonna go talk. Take initiative." Let's uh, let's move away from the talking part of this, the accountability, the 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 public accountability part of this, and let's. I wanna I wanna center on De'Aaron. De'Aaron made that first shot for the Kings, and. That was it. He was one of ten the rest of the night. I don't know what to make of games like this from De'Aaron. Um, De'Aaron very famously said, I could get any shot I want to. Like he, De'Aaron has framed it in the past like, I, I can score when I want. Mm-hmm. Getting any shot I want to and scoring when I want to, those aren't exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it felt like for a lot of last night's game, he wasn't doing that. And I don't know if it's because again I'm 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 trying to, you know I'm trying to factor in the Domas part of this when you have, uh, you know, one shot possessions when you don't have a lot of offensive rebounds, um, when it when it when you when you're when you, and this is the other thing I worry about them when they play in a deficit it feels like they just try to shoot their way back into it, mm-hmm. feels like they think they're only because, let's like Darren Fox, he made that th- he didn't score again. I'm not saying he didn't hit another field goal. I'm saying he didn't score. He didn't even go to the foul line. And, and like, that's where, like, you talk about setting the tone. You talk about being the leader. You talk about your high school high analogy. When stuff like that happens, I, I have to start when I examine this team. I have to start with De'Aaron. That's perfectly fair. That uh, That is, he's the guy. He's the franchise. You know what I mean? And in situations like this, have to fall back on his shoulders, you know, and especially when you talk um, the mentality of a team and, and not giving up, not being passive. Uh, nobody's saying he, he gave up, but, you know, it's, it's like everything. When we talk about him being one of the top players in the league, an MVP candidate, and this didn't, you know, achieve super heights because they have a guy like De'Aaron Fox. They got one of them ones. When it's not going good, and these embarrassing performances, he's got to wear that too. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't like that, then don't have no embarrassing performances. How about that? You know what I'm saying? If they if they don't have embarrassing performances, we aren't having these discussions. I think there's a certain level of um, I think there's a certain level of learn to be a star. There's probably a certain level of learning for a lot of these guys in terms of winning, with 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 this particularly De, uh, uh, De'Aaron and and Harrison Barnes, you know because they've been here. Um, but managing expectations, managing what you guys say in your locker room, managing what your coach is telling you, managing what you want to accomplish this year. Uh, there's probably a there's probably a curve to that. Last year, all of the, the uh, last year, a lot was quiet. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, De'Aaron first said when we make the playoffs in like March, maybe maybe late February. Mm-hmm. Mike was even late, and this is where my entitlement remark came last week. Is they've been talking about this since training camp. They've been talking about being a playoff team, and the craziest part about all of this, 
They haven't moved in the standings. They've lost to the Pelicans four times. The Pelicans are still behind them. They're still the sixth seed. Mm -hmm. Kings have been the fifth essentially since the Clippers went on that run. They might I don't even remember if they were the fourth. I'm sure they were, but they've been at at best four or five Mm -hmm. for months now. Like so as maddening as these losses are, as maddening as these games are, it has had no effect on the standings. Now the flip side to that is, R.I.P. Kenny's friend, flip side, they haven't moved up either when they've had a few opportunities to move up. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the, you know, that's the that's the good and the bad is you didn't move up, but you didn't move down. You've just stayed in the exact same spot, which goes to your point earlier. Maybe this is just, in fact, who the Kings are. Yeah, it might be. Or, you know, like what, what I do don't see from this team is I don't see them like falling off a cliff. So I I say that to say I think they're either this or something will happen or something will click and they'll take off in a positive space. Mm-hmm. But I see them, you know, you do like the sitcoms, like Eddie Winslow and Family Matters when he gets his car. Like what's the worst that could happen? Then he drives into the in the garage, right? Like, I don't want to say that, but I feel like this team, worst case, is around a four to seven games over 500 type team. Worst case scenario, that's who they are. Best case, if they figure some things out, they could take off. Or if they make moves or whatever the case may be, they could take off. But I think this is about who they are right now. And I won't, I won't say this is who they're going to be for the rest of the season because these things could happen. You know, you could be in a malaise for a little bit and, you know, trying to figure out who you are. It could be, you know, people. 35 games in, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you could you could take off. You could take off. You could, and there's a, number, could. Sure. There's a number of different sure. ways where you or reasons why you could take Rams off. Rams did it. Rams did it. Rams did it. Rams I mean, won, what are they, won seven of the last eight? Yeah. Rams like did that. it. I mean, Clippers did it. Clippers did it. Yeah, you know, the Clippers also had a roster change. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So there's that. Mm-hmm. So there's a number of different reasons why that may happen, um, but it it, it can't happen right now. This group, though, they're just not. They're consistently inconsistent. That's the story of this team right now, and um, we'll see. We'll see if they're able to to get out of this rut a little bit. And it, Look, even with that rut, they're seven games over five hundred. So there's you take solace Wild. in that. But um Only they, got, team. they gotta play they gotta play better consistently. Do you think they shoot themselves out of games? Or uh, man, I don't know if that's the I don't know if that was the right right way to phrase it. But but yeah, I, I guess it is. Like they try to when they're down by ten, it feels like they try to hit a ten point shot. Like they want a single shot that's going to swing everything, or they want to cut into the deficit as quickly as possible, rather than, yo, know, play basketball, do what you do, play your game. We saw that that beautiful stretch of basketball uh, against Toronto, against uh, or excuse me, against Orlando, against um, uh, Atlanta in the second half, moving the ball, running, pace, alley oops, Keegan dunking, everybody dunk. Like we saw that. Did anybody dunk last night? Doesn't matter if they did or not. No one cares. Like it, 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 it doesn't. Uh, Valanchunas did. 
I know Valanchunas, that. Yeah. Even um, if Valanchunas hit a three, it was like, well, <laughs> let's go to the ice rink because same for us. <laughs> CJ McCollum and Jonas Valanchunas are are hitting threes. Uh, it just it feels like they don't they they can't. Hey, let's just let's just go. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's just push. Let's let's get to the basket. Let's do this. They look. There was some points last night, <laughs> or yesterday, excuse me. Like it happened with Davion. I think it happened with Davion twice. Mm-hmm. It happened with Kevin Herter at least once, where they tried to get to the basket, but they looked like me. Mm. Ball was like hitting their legs off their foot, losing control of the ball. And I don't know if that's the the size of the Pelicans. I don't know if that's the athleticism of the Pelicans. I don't know just what the Pelicans were doing or if it was them. But they maybe I don't, maybe the Kings are intimidated by the Pelicans. The few times they got they attempted to get to the basket, it did not look good. It no, looked off. And, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll update the list Uh-oh. of teams they cannot beat. I am going to join everybody else and put the Pelicans on that list. They can't beat that team. So it's Pelicans, Celtics, Clippers is the is the new updated list for KC. I don't know what happened yesterday. Um, they were just off. You know, they were just off. I don't know if it's 3 o'clock start. Um, well, sure. last game of a homestand can be really uh, tough, you know. I mean, it's kind of like a road game. Yeah. <laughs> Sarcasm. James James two, brought it up, and I, I'm not even I'm not even like joking. I'm not even being a jerk when I say this. It was three games and four nights. One of those three games was that double overtime game against the Magic. So I don't know. Maybe that's that the was best the they case. could do with Peyton Manning, huh? <laughs> like Peyton Manning's head is already pretty big. They just got they got Peyton two inches from his <laughs> camera. Sorry, I just like I. Why does ESPN keep doing this? Like, why have they not figured It's been four years. Why have they not figured this out yet? Peyton Manning is uh, on their um, – he's on their station regularly. They should send him the the great the ca- actual why don't, camera. Why don't they send him the same camera that, that you have? This is fantastic camera. They, yeah, like why, why do they have the, the Logitech that I have? The Logitech that we have. <laughs> why, why do they have that? Give the guy the $1,000 camera. He's on your station all the time. Maybe just set it a little further back from his gigantic head. Like between him, Winhurst, who'd they have the oh Schefter. Chef, well, Schefter was in a hoodie like me. Schefter was an all Schefter was an all timer. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That was just really distracting <laughs> looking up and seeing uh, Peyton's head on the screen. Uh let's get let's 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 hear from you. Uh we know a lot of you are are frustrated, understandably so. Uh, phone lines are open all day long, 916-909-1320. Let's start with our man, Tony. Tony, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, fellas? How you doing? Happy New Year. Oh, what? come on. No, hey. it's January 8th. I, I, come on, man. Yeah, I, he's look. Like, come on. All right. This is the last one. Tony gets the last one. Back to school, right? Okay. We all had right. two or three of them right. last night. They were touch and go. Yeah, I, I, we had hey. to tell a couple of our people, like, hey, stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I feel you. Hey, I'm going to stall the Kings out just a bit. Okay. Only because, hey, I, I feel like if it was a just purely mental toughness thing, they would go on their runs of losing streaks that they've done in the past, even last year, mm-hmm. where they dropped three in a row, four in a row. So I'm going to stall them out a little bit. At least they've got some fight in them that they don't go on these big losing streaks. 
I'm also going to give them that they listen to the to the noise too. They hear, oh, y'all can't beat the Pelicans. So something gets in your head. Kenny, you know you played way higher level than all of us. There are those teams that you know as soon as you start that game, hey, if, if we get behind it all, it's a wrap. We can't come back. This team just gives us fits. There's nothing we can do. And so, Kenny, I have a question for you. I want to know if at some point do they think, hey, it's a lot harder to expend all this energy to come back from that big of a deficit. Hey, we just – hey, not that we never tried, but we phoned the rest of it in because we still got games to play. The worst thing I think you can do as a coach, as a fan, is say you need to try harder. Dude, everybody's going to try. It's like t- telling the pitcher to go out, hey, just throw strikes. Well, fool, you think I'm not trying to throw strikes? Of course I'm trying to throw strikes. That's not the answer. So I just wonder if it's not a try-hard thing, if it's just, hey, at this point, it's the Pelicans. We get behind. We know, dang, we just can't get this team. What do you think, Kenny? Um, appreciate you for the call, man. I, I, If they look at the Pelicans and they're listening to people saying they can't beat them and all this other stuff, um, then they they need to get out of that because it can't be, well, we just can't beat these guys, and you fold up your tent every time that, that you play them. Like, no, you get after it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you try to fix the things that you need to fix, and you get after it. And it's not necessarily about trying harder, but I do believe it's about making sure your focus is locked in. You have to stay locked in on your assignments, on your fundamentals, on everything that you – on your game plan, every single possession, and make sure you have maximum focus on that. And sometimes that's – that's uh, that'll fatigue you itself, you know, staying focused for 48 minutes sometimes. But if that's what you got to do to change some things, that's what you got to do. You got to get a little more physical. You got to get in your stance. You got to talk a little bit more. Make sure everybody's on the same page every single time. So I don't know if they um, – I don't know if I would I would say this. They shouldn't be like, ah, we're down by 20 right now in the second quarter. We're not going to get these guys. We just can't beat them. If that's the case, they, they, need a, they need a cleanse. They need a sage in that locker room to think about that about anybody. You know what I'm saying? So they got to do something to change. And I don't – they don't play – they don't play New Orleans no more, do they? Or do they play them one more time? I feel like they play them one more time just like because April. one of those Well, games. I don't think they one do because they one got one April. more. One more in April. They play them five times. Well, remember, one yeah, of them but, was a tournament game. But usually, usually, I thought if they're the only teams they play four times are the Pacific Division teams. But I guess not. I guess I they, they so. play them again. Um, so, yeah, they've got to be. They April 11th. They've got to find a way to, to change that energy. You know what I'm saying? they got to find a I'm way. I'm not to, sure that it's that simple though i'm not sure it's as simple as oh we're down 20 we can't beat this team i think there's a i don't think that happens either i'm just referring to the the caller i think it's a uh i I, but i do think there's a point where that kicks in though Mm. like i think there's a point not not that we can't beat this team it's that we can't beat this team tonight Mm. and there was a stretch last night i think it was right before halftime i can't remember it's a it's a blur but the Kings, have, they were consistently down 20, and you kept – they got it to – lead down to 16. <laughs> hey, just Okay, just chip away at this just like a little bit. You go in 14, 15, 16, okay, it's not the worst thing in the world. But like 90 seconds later, it was 30. Mm. 
And that's where I thought, okay, this is over. Mm-hmm. They're going to make th- – th- that's where I thought this is over. This is where I think they thought it was over. And my thought was they're going to attempt to make a run at a halftime, see how they're playing out of the locker room, and if they can dig into this lead a little bit, then it's business as usual. That didn't happen, and the 30 became 40, and the 40 became 50. And obviously, by the fourth quarter, it was over. No one was going to play anymore outside, you know, Keon and the guys who were out there uh, just trying to put out a respectable showing for this team. Hmm. Uh, But I think there was a point last night where they were done. Hmm. Like, we don't have it. Uh, Let's get Sam in here, 916-909-1320. What's going on, Sam? Hi, guys. Hey, um, I I got a quick analogy uh, and then another point. But the analogy is I play a lot of golf with a lot of partners. And as I'm carrying the load through 10, 11, 12, 14 holes, I start to thinking, where's my partner? When's he going to come through? Why does he keep you up in all these shots? And I think that's what Darren Fox sometimes thinks is like yesterday. Why can't somebody else step up when I have one bad game out of the last 15? Is anybody going to help me? And I'm going to move that to Sabonis. Sabonis probably thinks the same thing. Who in the hell is going to go get 10 rebounds for me or six or eight? I need somebody next to me that can take some of the pressure off of me and I'll play better and let them help me carry the load and carry the load with me. And I think this team will be a heck of a lot better. That means putting somebody next to Sabonis that's tough, that's going to get you 10 rebounds and eight, nine points a game. I don't know if we have the players to trade for that. I don't know much about all the exceptions on and on and on, but that is what's going to make the Kings better. Yeah, I I, I, under, I understand um, Sam De'Aaron's previous worst game of the season, and it was last night by a long shot. But prior to that, mm-hmm. Malik came through. Malik was the one who came came through and and and, and saved that game, um, so it's not it, it, you you know last night obviously stands out because it feels like uh, everyone was off you know Domas just only had a a, a double double, but it couldn't have possibly less you know been less impactful because it was just him. Mm-hmm. If a guy has seventeen ten and six, but no one get anything like. It doesn't matter what numbers he put up. Yeah. Um, and Domas is never going to be the guy who takes a game over. Like, Malik can do that. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron obviously can do it. Hell, Keegan can. Yeah. Like, Domas, like, I don't think there's a point where Domas is going to go for 40 and 26 in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. The Kings play that way, and I don't think Domas plays that way. Right. Domas is going to be in the block, and if oh, if he's cooking, he knows they're leaving Keegan, and he's going to find Keegan, or they're leaving Malik, and he's going to find Malik, and he's going to take that three versus his, you know, back against the basket trying to get a two. Mm-hmm. He does it every game, yeah. so I, I I'll, I'll stall him out a little bit though. I think Valanciunas just Valanciunas. People get upset when Valanciunas like bullies the Kings or whatever. I think you guys dismiss Valanciunas a little too much. That's a good ball player. As a, as a good center, he's he's a problem. For well, I think I, I don't think I don't think people I don't I mean I'm not going to speak for anybody. I'll, I'll I'll speak for me. I don't feel that way for Valanciunas because, like, I think he's a bad player. Mm-hmm. I feel that way because yeah, like Valanciunas is a good center. So is so is Domas. Mm-hmm. But it looks like when it when it comes to a like a traditional battle of big men, like Valanciunas is going to get you every time. Yeah, 
That's what it feels like. And it's well, not he, because Valanchunas is bad. It's because Domas is good. Yeah, and I think Valanchunas in this situation, I think he's a bad matchup. A tough matchup, not a bad matchup. He's a tough matchup for uh, Sabonis uh, simply because he can't be pushed around the way most centers can uh, by Sabonis. Yeah, Did we blew. We completely blew. We're 58, 58, 58. I didn't, oh. even, I didn't even realize there was like 12 I didn't either. You, I, you I, good in there? I threw the wrist up, but you guys were cooking. I, I, I did, didn't even look at you. We I were already kind of like past it, but there's a lot of people in oh here. So I, looked like, down, I looked down, it was 1247. I was like, well. Look, that was 1250. I was like, wait. And, and now I'm thinking in my head, did we go to commercial? No, nah, the King's <laughs> talk is flowing. So sorry, the people are yeah. here. We didn't go to, to commercial, did we? To your, um, to your point that you just talked about um, yeah. before we talked to Sam, and because I thought the same thing at the time, I was sitting there. I was like, "Man, about three minutes left. It's a big time moment here mm-hmm. for the Kings. Let's see what they could do going into the half." Three o three, it was sixty to forty one. So it's a big three minutes here. If you can get it to thirteen, mm-hmm. fourteen going into the half, you can salvage this game. Mm-hmm. In two minutes, it was seventy to forty one. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, I was yeah. like, "This is this is it's over." over. This is over. I'm not even took the and, longest and, lap around the Golden One Center ever, <laughs> and I'm not even like. Usually, I'm like, yeah, if they just do this, you know, I'm always finding ways to win. Right? That's usually uh, how I go about this thing. Right before the house, like this is done. This is over. They have no shot. Uh, let's get TC in here. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. TC, what's going on, brother? What's up with my two brothers? What up, TC? Hey, hold on. Hey, hey can y'all hear me? Is it good? No, nah, you sound like crap. Yeah, a little muffled again, a little muffled. Is that better? That's there we it. go. Whatever you do is always better. I think you come on uh, with the Bluetooth, we can't hear you, and then you'll be like, is this better? Yes, every time. That's what it is, too, Casey. You hit it on the nose. <laughs> hey, hey, D-Lo, Casey, man, Jesse in the back. Man, I'm sick, man. That, that that game was unacceptable. Like you saying, Kenny, I thought they was going to come back. And see, you, you know me. I'm a, Well, we all die hard. You know me. I watched the whole game, whether we get blew out or not, right? So yeah. I'm going back and forth. I said, you know what? The Niners going to lose by one point, right? I said, all right, I'm going to watch the Kings game. We're going to come back. We're going to make that fourth quarter comeback. Man, wasn't none of that happening last night, man. That was unacceptable. Fox scoring three points. If he's banged up, give him a day off. Monty, get back on the phones, man. I think Monty, that might be the trade for Pascal. Monty might just be sitting back trying to see counter, you know, let everybody throw their offers out with the Clippers, Lakers, and the Warriors, and then he come back and counter off that. So I hope the phones are still open up. But as far as like a team, that was unacceptable last night. Mike Brown getting up here talking about he apologized. That's all fine and Danny, man, but these dudes got to get up for these games, man. That's why they want to know why the Golden One was going last night. Because we love y'all, bro. But when y'all coming out like this, man, y'all leaving us no choice but to boo y'all and talk smack and do all that. But as far as a trade, that has to happen no matter what. I don't care if we go on a six-game winning streak. A trade still has to happen, bro. We need another punch. All right. I'll just tell y'all just to be careful with that line of thinking. We can you, – y- y'all can have your trade machines. You can have your Twitter conversations. You can have all that stuff. I'm not suggesting the Kings shouldn't make a deal. I'm suggesting you don't put all your eggs in that basket. Well, I'll ask you this. Do you believe this group to all of a sudden be something they haven't shown for 35 games? 
Do I think they could be something else? Do you think they'll be consistent? This team that so so no no so so, but but so let me. That's kind of what TC and others are saying. Like you got to do something because this or. This or, team is just going to be inconsistent. I'm not going to say they're going to be bad. That's it. But they'll just be inconsistent, you'll, and we'll deal with this all year. You'll you'll uh, you'll have uh, unless it gets unless something happens and it, and it gets bad, and all of a sudden you're just playing terrible. But you'll have the same record you had last year. Maybe you'll win in the first round. Maybe you won't. But anything further than that would be surprising. And we 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 us hyped ourselves up for improvement. And the fact is, this team isn't better. They're different. And I don't know, I don't know when the records, I mean, because at this point, we've got to, January 8th, we've got to be approaching the records being similar. There's seven games over 500 now, you said a minute ago. Yeah, I think I saw last, they were like two games at this. January 9th last year. Uh, well, we'll, we'll the the night of January seventh, we'll go with that. They were twenty and eighteen. Twenty and eighteen. So, record wise, they're better. Vibes wise, way worse. Uh, the games feel different. The effort feels different. But a lot of that, I think, is because of us. Absolutely. It's not. It's. It, Absolutely. Them. It's them too. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is because of us and how we feel and how what we expected. And I just, I don't think, hey, we got to make a trade. That's I just don't think that's as easy as we learned on Friday. Mm-hmm. Grand opening, grand closing. Yeah. It's not as easy as some of us like to make it out to be. It's not as easy as the stupid ass who says no line. Yeah. There's a lot more that goes into it than just that. There's especially when you got a player, and we'll use Siakam as the example because that's who we're going to be talking about, who has full control over everything. Mm-hmm. Not in terms of a no trade clause, just in terms of yeah, you can rent me. I'm not signing. It doesn't mean I won't. It means I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't. Maybe behind the scenes, there's a team that that's not true for. Maybe there is a team behind the scenes that, oh, if they trade for me, I'll, I'll re-sign with them after the season because financially that's what makes sense, but I'm not signing with anyone before the start of the new league year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I look at, I look at the, the, where they're at right now, and like you said, I, don't think, I think last year's team was better. Um, but this year's team, maybe their ceiling is a little higher or something like that. They still, they still feel like they're trying to – figure out what they want to be and how to get there. And I know we want that to happen out the gate. We want that to happen even after 30 games. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes 40, 50 games. Sometimes the last – how many times have we seen in a number of different sports teams in the last month before the playoffs, oh, they feel like they've – Watch out for this team. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They got it clicking now. Like mm-hmm. that happens. That may mm-hmm. happen with this group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We we don't necessarily know, but we do know that right now is very very frustrating to watch. You know what I mean? Very frustrating watching. And once again, we said it maybe six seven times at this point this season. It's not losing. It's how you're losing. That is unacceptable to all of us. Like you are just getting beat up in some of these games 
And that's that's something that's uncalled for, to be honest with you. Okay, let's come back. Let's talk a little bit about what happened Friday with Toronto, with Siakam, and with uh, all of the rumors that are out there regarding what that deal might have looked like and what uh, caused the two teams to end their talks. It's Steel and Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino. Get in on the action. Sky River Casino is the place to play with 2100 and the newest slot machines and over 80 table games will be live for our next live show coming up February 2nd, Friday. February 2nd, live show, watch party uh, for the Kings and Pacers as well. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the weeks ahead. It's Stephen with Casey here on ESPN 1320. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Um, 916-909-1320 if you want to get in uh, on the conversation. Shout out to everybody watching on Twitch, YouTube, uh, Twitter, wherever y'all at. We appreciate you for being with us. Make sure you're following, subscribing. Liking, commenting, uh, jumping in the chatty house. It's a fun group there in the chatty house. We welcome uh, all the new chatters, all the old chatters, all the Hall of Fame chatters. Yeah, uh, we appreciate y'all being with us. Let's uh, let's get that thirty-three point blowout out of our mind here for a minute and go back to Friday. Uh, don't have to spend a ton of time on the Kings beating the Raptors. Great win for Sacramento. Uh, vibes were a but. That's not really the story that you know. It's it's the ebbs and flow of 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 a season, right? Uh, had a great win Friday, had a terrible loss Sunday. Uh, now they're hitting the road. The story coming out of Friday was Siakam, and it was the reports uh, at the end of our show that the Raptors and the Sacramento Kings were in serious discussions for a deal that would send Pascal Siakam to Sacramento. That conversation, I'm sure, was exceptionally loud because of the fact that the Toronto Raptors, Masai Ujiri, that front office contention, was in fact at the Golden 1 Center. It couldn't have been more than an hour after our show ended that uh, a report from the same Sham Sharania came out and said that uh, the Kings and the Raptors have broken off talks. 
So I think it was this morning was the first time that Sham said that the Kings, the Kings and the Raptors were working on a deal that would send Pascal Siakam to Sacramento in a deal that centered around Harrison Barnes. Now, there's a lot of things at play there. That's very liberal use of the term centered, meaning he is the focal point. Did it include Harrison? Almost certainly. Did it center around Harrison Barnes? I don't think so. In fact, no, it didn't. Because if the deal did, in fact, center around Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes would be in Canada right now. Or in Phoenix, wherever they're going. Right. So the the assumption was, well, Masai, what a jerk. He keeps asking for Keegan Murray. I don't think he asked for Keegan Murray. I think if you ask yourself, what's the one other untouchable player on this roster? That's who the deal centered around. Mm -hmm. That's who the deal truly centered around. And I think that's why talks between them ended. Now, I got some messages this morning that said Siakam won't sign here. Mm -hmm. But it's not that Siakam won't ever sign here. It's that Siakam won't agree to a long-term. Now, maybe this is one of those things where Siakam won't agree to a long-term extension, like wink, wink. Mm -hmm. Like, no, 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 you got me. You know, maybe maybe that's what they were trying to do and couldn't. I don't think so, but someone hit me this morning was like, I don't I think Siakam I don't think Siakam's gonna resign there and that's part of the that's part of the hang up. Yeah. And so I think there's a I think there's a combination of stories out there where each of them probably have some semblance of truth to them. The one that is the one that's not true is the Harrison Barnes story. It's centered around the him. deal did not center on Harrison Barnes. Right. The the Raptors didn't go, okay, in return, we'd like Harrison Barnes. No, no, no. That's outrageous. Guys, Wes, let's go. Come on, man. No. Like Harrison. Harrison signed that extension knowing he could be traded a year later. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to happen. If Harrison year, Barnes is a Sacramento. Later. If Harrison Barnes is, is, a, is a Sacramento King in a month. He knows he's going to go through this in the offseason. Mm-hmm. If Harrison Barnes is 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 a Sacramento King in next training camp, he's no he's, he's going to go through this again. He's going to go through this every single year. I would argue Harrison Barnes will probably go through this every single year the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. But the idea that Shams framed this as if Sacramento it was too much for Sacramento is absurd. Again, I believe Harrison was involved Harrison was not the centerpiece of this deal or potential deal. I agree. Uh, Good kid. Dad city said earlier, he said, James, James Ham on the insiders mentioned that Malik might've been the piece Toronto wanted alongside Barnes to close the deal. Asked us how we all feel about that. Well, (laughs) I feel like there ain't no deal. Like like we, we, I don't think there's any might have been either. We, we, we talked about this uh, privately off the air, but, there's a there's a part of me that if that happened, if I was Monty, I would feel insulted. Like, do you think I'm stupid that we got Siakam, who won't guarantee to stay here, who won't? He'll just be like, "Hey, 
I'm not signing. I'm not saying I will never sign, but there's no guarantee of stay uh, of me staying. That I would give you Malik Monk in that deal. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd say Masai. No, I, I treat him like the mobster. Like I said, do you think I'm an idiot? You think I'm stupid? Smack him across the face. No. That's what I do. You think I'm stupid? You crazy? That if that if that report is true, that explains to me, that explains why it's like at five forty five. Yeah, deals are off. This is we are not negotiating no more. Because we don't have nothing to talk about. You think I'm an idiot and you're asking for somebody that is off. He's off the table, especially for a guy like Siakam, who may not be here in a couple months. Deal's off. Shams, it's off. There's not even ongoing talks. It's off. Don't worry about it. Don't just report that. So Smack him up like I'm Joe Pesci. Just mm. You really love that movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. You have particularly identified with Joe Pesci's character, which is super concerning, <laughs> but... It's it's fun. Is Joe Pesci? Is he the one that? Uh, yeah, he's the one that was like, "You th- think this is funny?" Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Joe Pesci. <laughs> like funny, ha ha, funny how. For whatever it's worth, I just had a second person text me that Siakam told the Sacramento Kings he would not resign. Mm. So that wasn't in Shams' report mm-hmm. because Shams' report, I think, is coming directly from Toronto. I think so. Toronto, I think, is starting to sweat a little bit. Uh, Siakam's unwillingness, and it's, it, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It's his, it's his right as a free agent. His unwillingness uh, to commit to any organization he's traded to mm-hmm. uh, is causing them some issues. Somebody's going to take a chance on it. Because I don't think he's, again, is there a wink-wink behind-the-scenes thing? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know who that would be, but maybe. Um, but I ultimately think they're getting a little uh, antsy that they're having trouble finding trade partners. Someone's going to take a risk. Question is, should Sacramento? That's the question I was going to ask you. And I'll I, – I, I was trying to tease it, but we're in no man's land. Uh, no, we're fine. We got we got to, uh, ninety seconds. Oh, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, okay. All right. Let's just let's just go now because I messed up earlier. It was my fault. I, I we, we talked for like forty straight minutes, and I just completely lost track of time. Whatever you're thinking, hold the thought. Yeah. We'll come back. Uh, we'll dive further further into this. And the question for the chatty house for everybody listening: lay, lay Would you? Because yeah. Because let's just say you're Monty, Messiah's talk, or you guys somehow have talked to Siakam Spiegel, and he says he's not going to resign. Siakam has told Sacramento he will not resign here. Would you take the risk? Would you try to acquire him and win him over during the season, mm-hmm. hopefully into the postseason? We'll have much more on this. We still got some text coming in. Uh, regarding this situation from our friends in the league. It's Dilo and Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. All right, so Pascal Siakam absolutely told Sacramento he wouldn't resign. 
we're up to like three people. The list just keeps growing of people who are reaching out to us to, to kind of give us a little background on what happened on Friday. So combine that. So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to get clarity. Don't mind me just reading the text that just came in. Um, on if if he's saying never or that's what I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to figure out Um, all three people have reworked so the so the 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 way one of the text is framed is he wasn't going to sign here period Mm. like not now not ever like he wasn't going to sign in Sacramento Mm mm-hmm and that's the only one of the texts is framed clear enough to where I can. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam was not going to sign in Sacramento, so the, so that appears to be part of the reason the Kings walked away. Mm. Um, the other appears to be that they asked for the wrong player, mm. yeah, and it I mean, wasn't it wasn't Keegan. So so to me, that's the bigger deal for me. If I'm Monty McNair, if he's Sitting up here saying, uh, you know, I won't resign with you and all this other stuff. But the the deal is good enough for the king. I, let's just let's just say for argument's sake, just for argument's sake, the deal is Harrison Davion. I won't even put Herter in there. Mm-hmm. Just say Harrison Davion in a second rounder or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Siakam says yeah, I'm not. You can trade for me. I'm not resigning in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, all right, well, enjoy cool. these couple months yep. here in Sacramento. Yep, I'd absolutely and try to do win, it. like with, without a doubt. Because number one, I'm he he could have his mind that he's not staying here, and he probably wouldn't stay here. But Chris Webber didn't want to come. Then he got here, and things changed. So there's that. Worst case scenario, he leaves, and now you've got. You've got room to do stuff like we talked about last week. A bad contract, do awesome, do some other things with those contracts. The reality of it all is if you're saying like, no, I want to keep those trade assets to be able to get somebody in the future, that you're probably not getting anybody better than Pascal Siakam with that. Probably not. So take them, see what you can do uh, with the two, two and a half months you'd have them, and – if he leaves, all right, he leaves, and the positive spin on that one or outlook is well, at least some some uh, capabilities to do some cap wise. Uh, we can we can fill up whatever whatever you know shortcomings we have with the roster. Even like with me, I'm thinking too. If he leaves, yeah, that sucks. But I still can go get a shooting guard, or actually, I didn't even put Herder in there, so Herder's still here. Mm-hmm. And you got your backup point guard that you can fill relatively easy, but I still got Trey Lyles. That between me and you, who might have been why the Kings lost by thirty three last night, he didn't play. Hey, two times they got in their ass beat by the Pelicans. No Trey Lyles, Mm. difference maker. What about the other two times? (laughs) Well, now you're asking too many questions. But my bad. uh, bad. But um, I already have in my mind that I wouldn't mind starting him at the four anyway. I would mind start so I want to say it's no loss, but I already said me personally, I don't know if Monty and them feel that way and Mike Brown. I was like, worst case scenario, we put Lyles at the four. We'll be good to go. So 
Long roundabout way of saying, do uh, it. Yeah, if if, if you got was it, and they're and they're accepting the right players, right? But I so that man. that's why that's why part of me wonders if there just wasn't more to it. it, like that, or it's not wondering. Part of me believes there were multiple things at play. The Pascal's unwillingness to re-sign here, mm-hmm. and <laughs> the fact that they asked for Malik Monk allegedly. Yeah. And that that's something that would uh that would that would make me walk away. That would make me tell Shams we're done talking. Not him saying that he wouldn't resign here. That would be like, uh, yeah, that kind of sucks. But I'll bet I'll bet on on this this team, this city, and I'll take my chances with that. Like that that really wouldn't even phase me that much. So I think it's more so who they asked for. But I'm also not Money McNair. Talked to Money last night. Oh, good for you. Just nothing major. Just, hey, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Told him Happy New Year. Wow. Wow. What a turncoat. You I hadn't seen him. That's what we talked about last night. We said, in this week, yeah. if you hadn't seen him, you could say it. Katrina I, said it, I, and I immediately rolled my eyes at her. Like, what are you doing? We established this. We Like, Katrina should know. Like, we said this. The rule was Friday. It was yeah. Sunday. Oh, and uh, it was the first time I saw you. Ah, stop it. <laughs> Well, I, I do agree. You got the week. You got the week. The week was well. The over. week is over. Yeah. So I can't. If I see money tonight, I can't say Happy New Year. Well, you already said it. How many times you got to say it? Because the week wasn't over. What are you oh, talking about? It was over. It was the eighth. My uh, what you call it was on New Year's Day. Was on Monday. It was Sunday. Sunday's the start of a new week. No, the week, the seven days, Monday to Monday. While we're on this, should the lights and Christmas tree been taken down already? The lights in the Christmas tree went down December 26th at like 9 a.m. Now that is psycho behavior right there. Yeah, that's too early. No, it's that's not. Way Christmas too early. is over. What do, I need, what do I need the tree and the lights up for? It's, it's over. You got it's holiday under season. The tree still. I don't. Until New I Year's. did not. My dog got her presents. Everyone who got a present got a present. Yeah, and it stays Just right there. Put under the, the tree, tree for away. No, it's, what? That's what ridiculous. About? What are we talking about? This who is ridiculous. Does who does that? Who takes down their tree the day after Christmas? Me! You run an efficient home, I gotta say. I do. <laughs> I do. Keeping it till New Year's. That's nuts. I was walking around. I took uh, uh, uh took Sprout for a walk late last week, saw uh Christmas lights still up. Uh, well, no, sir, ma'am, stop being lazy. Take your lights down. People, Look ridiculous. Casey, are you are you still up, Casey? Uh I didn't have Christmas lights, so they're not Imagine up. Imagine Casey got, on a ladder. Actually, no, I take that back. Trying to untangle some icicles and hang them up. I take that back. Um, there are lights up. I got to take them down. They're really easy. It takes two minutes. I should have already done it. But I forgot they were up there. They're wrapped around the tree. So I got to take those down. But yeah, I wouldn't have been doing it on December 26th, regardless. Yet. De- De- December twenty sixth, nine a.m. Them things was gone. <laughs> there was no, there was no remin- remnants of Christmas in my house by lunchtime on the twenty sixth. Um, uh, one final, one final message I think I can share with everyone. Uh, last text read: Toronto's working everyone right now. Mm. Toronto right. might come back around. They might. They might come back they around might. because, I mean, everybody's. Everybody sees the games that they're playing, and nobody's biting. You think? To be honest, real quick, to be honest enough, if the only two teams that I really feel 
maybe this isn't accurate, but I'll say it anyway, that would be desperate enough to give them what they want are the Warriors and the Kings. And if they're not doing it, so they're going to have to come back around and accept less. Beautiful lead-in. Chris Paul out four to six weeks. That runs you right up to the trade deadline, right to the trade deadline. Do you does, does that give you any type of feeling at all? Because my feeling, my my feeling has been consistent, regardless of how well it worked. Chris Paul was going to be traded mm-hmm. because that's what Golden State does. They have a, a a a contract that it can essentially trade for anyone in the entire league with it, and that's just the one I'm watching. Siakam's weird because, as we talked about last week, the the fit. Like, how how do you make all of this fit? Mm-hmm. There 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 have to be more players and probably more teams involved than just the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors. Um, but Chris Paul is the one I've had my hand on my my eye on for weeks, but now he's got the hand injury. Uh, that has him out four to six. You think that changes anything with? For, and I know you and I disagreed. By the way, I don't want to frame it as we had group thinking on on the Chris Paul deal. You and I did not feel the same. But my feeling has always been Chris Paul was going to be moved. Do you, so you ask me, is he going to be moved or? or to do you Toronto? think that? Do you do you think? Because I don't the think the injury would take him. I think Toronto wants a player do that you, they can build with. Do you think <laughs> they're not going to get that? I think. That. And that's why I think they might come back around. Now, the, I said I, I forgot Atlanta in this. They may get a Dejounte Murray type deal. Okay, I could I could I could throw Atlanta up in there, but and Atlanta may be, um, I don't know if desperate's the right word, but they may be open to moving Dejounte Murray. That's yeah, I don't. Expiring contract for expiring contract. Was, yeah, are they just trying to get off money? Like, what is Atlanta trying to do? They put out that report that everyone's available except for. And it's like, what are y'all even trying to do? I never understood what Atlanta was trying to do, period, when they constructed this team. And when they signed Bogey to a 10-year extension or whatever crazy. it was, I didn't understand that either. Might not quite have been 10 years, but it felt like it. I, I, didn't, I didn't understand that either. Um, no, the, what I was asking is, like, do you think that the injury makes it more or less likely that Chris Paul will be traded? Uh... Good question. Thank you, broadcast journalist. I would say I would I would say it makes them more likely to be traded because just my thought would be it would allow the Warriors to work on a rotation and get a rhythm without him. Where if it works out and they start playing better basketball, they could look at it as well. You know, we've got this figured out. Our our real issue is the center spot or something like that. Like we don't need the backup point guard. We figured out mm-hmm. with pods or with Kojo or whatever, we figured out how to maneuver with that. Mm-hmm. We could use that Chris Paul uh, expiring contract to go get something that we don't have on the roster right now. So I'd say a little bit more. I think um, I yeah, I have to wonder, I'm looking at Soren's uh, message here in the chat. Soren says Masai looking real bad right now. Should have traded both OG and Pascal last season. Uh, and now he's not nearly going to get the return he could have. I'd argue he got a really good turn return for OG, mm-hmm. but part of that is because New York knows OG's not going anywhere. Right. Right. Is there a team that Siakam wants to go to? And I like I, I'm not. I, I didn't ask that. Yeah. Like I expect you to answer. 
That's what this all boils down to. Is there a team that gets Siakam in a room or gets his represent, representation in a room and they go, you know what, he's extremely open to re-signing here. Obviously, I can't tell you he's going to re-sign here. I can tell you he won't sign before free agency starts, mm-hmm. but I can tell you he really likes it here. He likes how, what his fit will be here, and you have a better chance than anyone in the entire league to sign him. So, uh, and that's probably too elaborate because these guys probably do tell each other, "Yeah, no, just sign. no, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, we got you. It's good. You. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, signing. we ain't we're going signing. nowhere." Um, so there, there's a couple things that go into play with that, though. He could get traded to Phoenix and love it there and say, "Yeah, I'll resign." They'd be like, "We have two million dollars to give you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm right. saying. Yeah, yeah. So you got to find a place yeah. that not only has the assets to trade for you but then also has the money to give you that you're looking for. And I don't know who those teams would be. And then, But then you don't know what's important to him. He may just want the money. He's won a championship. He may just want the money. He could be another Kyle Kuzma. Like Atlanta, you go to Atlanta, they might have some money for him. He could sign there. Everything would be great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, there's not a lot of teams with – the cap room to sign a max guy this upcoming summer, and he wants to be a max guy. You know who does? The Pacers. Pacers. And Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> Detroit's he, got money. He, he he can go to Detroit and have a have a good time out out there. I think Detroit's terribly far from Toronto. <laughs> no. Bro. Yeah, you could go there. So, uh, yeah, there's no, places he could go. Kind of. no. That's not far at all. No. I remember they had that series in the playoffs that time. Yeah. East. Um, all right. So that's what happened Friday. <laughs> so, I was sitting there at practice. I, I just love Sean's video is so great. On a deal that centered around Harrison Barnes, and I'm just picturing Monty McNair and Okay, we really want to get this done. You know, we we can get you know Siakam in a in a Kings uniform tonight. Like, which which one? What you want to do? Well, you know, obviously, you know, we we want Davion. Yeah, I understand. And well, and we need a draft pick. Okay, but you know, the centerpiece of this whole thing, you know, Harrison Barnes. All right, Goodbye. come on, Wes, <laughs> Matina, come on, Vivek, let's go. This is ridiculous. Hey, someone call Shams and tell him we're out. <laughs> okay. The uh, With all due respect to my man Harrison Barnes, I don't think that's what happened. Fr- Friday, I had uh, basketball practice with the kids. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, kind of checking the phone a little bit. Like, every time I get a little notification, I'm like, what's going on? And then I get the notification. It was like, I don't know, 6 o'clock. Got the notification. Shams. Raptors and Kings. I said, oh, snap, it happened. Mm. I opened it up. Are done with talks. It's over. I said, what the hell is, what? How, just two hours ago, I was like, yeah, I think this is going to go down. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's over. It, in fact, did not go down. <laughs> it did I'm not. so baffled. You know who I think they should uh, turn their attention to? Mm. Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Think, leave the uh, leave the Raptors alone. It's a different deal. They're unserious. Yeah, it's a different deal. And and more I'll, draft capital probably involved in that one. Uh huh. 
less, you know, uncertainty. Um, which goes people. back to our goes back to our, our the question the the conversation we had with James on on Friday. Like, what's you know you put together this the same offer? Which one's more appealing? Siakam because you think he fits better, but comes with great great risk, mm-hmm. or Kyle Kuzma who, from a long term standpoint, comes with none. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People, but, people, uh, people over the weekend when Kyle Kuzma's name was brought up was like, nah, I don't want nothing to do with Kuz. He's unserious. He could have signed here, whatever. And we'll deal with all that when he get here. Mm-hmm. Kyle, Kyle Kuzma is not going to torpedo this team or this franchise. Regardless of what you think about him, he's not going to come in here and just end the season because he wore a long sweater and he likes to shoot. He's not. He'll be fine. At the at the at the very least, he'll be fine. He may enhance everything. He'll be fine. I'd go get Kuzma in a, in a heartbeat or attempt to. Just it just looks different though. The deal is going to be different yeah. because you don't have if you're Monty, you, you like you, you know, and this is what Masai is just to deal with at some point, or that rappers Raptors contingent is just going to have to deal with it sometime. At some point, is like it's a it's a couple month rental, and unless it's not. Right. And, and and if if there's one person you're gonna tell who it's not, it's probably the Raptors. Like you're gonna tell Masai Ujiri. And maybe he doesn't make flick, but he certainly goes about with the working knowledge of a pass sign in Indiana. Or he'd resign, you know, wherever. I can work with that. I don't have to say that. I don't have to tell Shams that I'm telling Shams everything else. I don't have to tell him that. Okay, going to work in my favor. But unless you have that, like you're going to deal with, ah, bro, I can't send you two firsts. Right. I can't send you a first. Right. I can't send you a first-round pick for a dude who's not going to be here, who might not be here in three months. Once again, do you think I'm stupid? Thank you. Do you think, I, do you think I'm stupid? I love that you do the. That's my favorite part about it. <laughs> Kuzma doesn't do that, though. So Kuzma's the thing where it's like all of the people who wanted Pascal Siakam – but feel like they have to turn their attention now to Kyle Kuzma. Oh, we could get two, three, two picks from them. Maybe, maybe a second rounder. Uh, maybe we can get this young kid that they gave up on. Maybe we can get this two. You know, there's, there's a Washington may have come out the biggest winner of the Pascal Siakam yeah. situation. Yeah, for sure. For a couple of teams who have played themselves out of the the, the conversation. Plus, you know, when you mentioned this a minute ago, knowing the money Siakam wants, mm-hmm. knowing the money Kyle Kuzma's already been paid. It's a lot easier to make that math work for for different teams, yeah. uh, especially with a declining scale contract that Kyle Kuzma has. Part of me, and I hate to say this about the brother, you know, I love to see the success he's had in his career, mm. but part of me wants uh, Masai to be stuck with Siakam. Yeah, I don't like the way he's moving. You mean stuck for the regular season? Yeah. Mm. I don't like the way he's moving. It's nasty behavior. But that's just the competitive uh, – aspect of me that's all that is because i like Masai. well you got to (laughs) um can i just throw this out there sure kings might not get kyle kuzma either no they definitely might not i this and that's the whole thing about 
the Kings, I don't know if what they have to offer is going to be enough to get anybody of that stature. That's right. So, yep. yeah. In comparison try. to other teams that, like, and that's that's where I keep going back to Shivano's going to stick it to the Kings one more time. Oh, man. His deal's expiring. Yeah, and it that's was $20 it was million dollars of expiring money. It was reported he is on the trade block. Didn't he ask for a trade? <laughs> I, I love that. The Pacers are exploring trade for Buddy Hill. Like, bro, didn't he ask for a trade like four months ago? All right, cool. I guess it's news. Let's rock with it. Yeah. Let's rock with so, it. Yeah, they they might they might not get a guy like that. You know, I look I also look at a guy, and we haven't talked about him a, enough, but you know, maybe a, a, a Keldon Johnson type guy. I think he I think he could help here in mm-hmm. Sacramento. You know, I I like the idea of uh, of him coming to Sacramento for sure. I don't know um, the availability of this guy, but I wouldn't be against PJ. You know, we always looking to say PJ, PJ Washington mm-hmm. coming here to Sacramento. So there are guys outside of Pascal and Kuzma uh, who I think could help help out a lot. Yeah, I like both of the guys. Why would Keldon like that's that's not realistic though, is it? He's on the trading block. Is he? Yeah, like people have talked about him moving. That's I'd be surprised too, but why, why would they do I, I all right. Mm. What do I'm just I'm ass radio host. What do I know? <laughs> Goodness gracious. I couldn't tell you on I that. I don't know one. why they Yeah, I don't know why they do that. But that's what the streets are saying. Hmm. Okay. Well, also might not be anyone. It's true too. Very also very might not true. be anyone, or it could be someone we haven't heard about, or you know who knows. Uh, I just think what this fan base would really appreciate is not losing by thirty three. That's what we're asking for. Don't be down by fifty. That's and maybe they're asking, hey, just maybe don't lose to Detroit. Uh, you got Detroit and. <laughs> I, you know, this was I heard this conversation last night. Oh, I got Detroit and Charlotte coming up. Those are two winnable games. Charlotte just beat them. <laughs> Charlotte's not a winnable game until the Kings beat Charlotte. It's not a winnable game until then. Yeah. Kings haven't played Detroit yet, so hey, it's a fresh opponent. Brand new. They should handle business. Should handle business. Should. But should. Might be well, the see, only team in the league the, who's lost by 20 or more more times than I tried to look. I thought I was going to make some grand point. Kings have lost by twenty points or more five times this year. How many has Detroit lost by? Okay, this now this <laughs> this 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 doesn't work. This this analogy doesn't work. Never mind. We'll leave them out of this. Yeah, they uh, they're they're doing what they do. The Detroit yeah, they get their ass doing, beat a lot. Doing what they do, but I mean the the whole uneasiness, like I said earlier about this Kings team, is you just don't know what you're getting from game to game. You have no idea. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. They literally are like a box of chocolates. Never know what you're gonna get. That's why I don't eat that chocolate. I don't, I don't like that. I don't. I don't, I, like, mean, I don't like being surprised. Well, you just take a little bite. You know, if there's jelly, it turns in there, into you a cherry that, or something. Yeah, like, you, I don't you throw like that. This. You throw that crap out of there. Yeah. But if you get one, then you got to. But you got to bite like seven of them to find the right one. You want the one with the caramel in it. You you essentially you go through all that chocolate to get the one that tastes like the Snickers when you could have just gotten a Snickers bar. Well, there's that, but they don't sell Snickers at Seas. Although I would have, I would have gotten something else. Go Walgreens. Well, well, yeah, but you're at the reason why you got a box of chocolates because you're at Seas. 
not getting a box of chocolate at Walgreens. You like you said, well, you, you can't just got get a Snickers. box of chocolate at Walgreens. No, you know, if you're ever in a pinch that. on Valentine's Day, <laughs> run by CVS though. Get y'all set to, up. I need to go this weekend for Valentine's Day. I don't want to be one of the last. Oh my God! Yeah, that's facts. Box of chocolates is pretty overrated. Oh yeah, it's not. It's not the look. It's like the no box. One, it's no like one the box. wants that. The box is what's cool, I guess. But no, no one eats the chocolate. Really. No one wants that. But I, you know, I go to C's and I give me. Um, they they got the, they got the peanut clusters and then they got the white chocolate peanut clusters that are bomb, bomb. Anybody wants to know uh, what they can get me for Valentine's Day? Just give me a you know bag of those white chocolate preferably. I'm a big fan of, uh, of white chocolate. I like the Kit Kats white chocolate. I got the Hershey's. Well, that's not necessarily white chocolate. That's cookies and cream is what that's called. But yeah, big fan, big fan. Anything else? No, that's it. Just getting the word. Flowers out. are a must, which you might as well order those now because you might be able to get them cheaper now. Just schedule them for delivery on the 14th. We're trying yeah. to take care of you. Yeah. We got you. Just want everybody to get set up. Um, I don't know what else to offer on on the Siakam stuff. We heard Malik was part of the deal. <laughs> we heard that um, Siakam wouldn't resign here. He said specifically, "I will not resign here with the Sacramento Kings." So. That's what we have. That's what happened Friday. Um, if you want to weigh in, you can. 916-909-1320. You got any ideas on what this team should do? We'd love to hear those. 916-909-1320. Uh, TCG, let's grab him right after the break. TCG, hang on. Uh, we'll get to you right after the break again. 916-909-1320. We'll talk more Kings basketball. We'll dive into football uh, as well, a really entertaining week ahead with Super oh, yeah. Wild Card I'm, Weekend. I'm hyped for the playoffs. We'll talk about it. Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. I right, let's get back to hearing from you. 916-909-1320. Our man TCG with us. TCG, what's going on, baby? Hey, fellas. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I shared these numbers earlier with the insiders and feel that they give a clear picture of what this team's identity actually is. Mm-hmm. and that we may just need to accept and embrace who they are. Um, the first thing is they play 35 games. Of those 35 games, they've trailed by 15 or more in 15 games. That's 40, about 42%. Um, however, uh, out of the 35 games, they've actually led by 15 or more in 18, which is over, just over half of the games. And they're 17-1 and one in those games that they lead by 15 um, or more, and they're 3-12 and 12 in the games that they trail by 15 or more. There's only three games total where neither team uh, led by more than 15 points. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that last one, that's a hell of a line. Yeah, that's a trip. I mean, it's like, I don't, I, I wouldn't that's say em- embrace, um, but recognize I mean, they're just kind of a feast or famine team. You know, when they're good, yeah. they're good. When they're not, they are not. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what what that means because that doesn't. I know a lot of people say that'll that'll get you bouncing around. Like it might, but it might not. Yeah. When they're they're good, they're good uh, wave mm-hmm. at that point. All you mm-hmm. gotta do is win four games. Mm-hmm. So you just don't know, and I I wouldn't bet on that. I wouldn't say, oh, it's okay, because they might turn it on. Like I would assume they'd struggle in the playoffs as well, but um, you just don't know who this team is. We don't know who this team is. It's frustrating. 
It so this is this is the similar. I know it doesn't feel like it, but the similarities to last year are really there. You know they've only lost three in a row once. Yeah. It was the 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 the, the Clay Thompson Warriors game into the two Rockets. Mm-hmm. Then they won six. But from there, it's exactly what you've laid out now for almost a week. Couple wins, couple losses. Win loss, couple wins, couple losses. It's been it's been like that since since that 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 lone three game losing streak earlier this season. And that's that's why I look very at, very very early in the season. Yeah, that's that's why I look at this team and I I don't want to put them in a box just yet. I know who they are right now, and it's very inconsistent. But don't know when or if they'll kick out of it. They could kick out of it and and turn up, you know, and turn all the way up. I used the example earlier. We see teams all the time. Oh, man, this team's hot going into the playoffs. So they're hot at the end of the season, getting hot at the right time and all this other stuff. Maybe they find themselves, you know, in March. You know what I mean? Maybe they don't. There's no rule saying they have to. Maybe they don't. But, you know, there's still a lot yet to be determined with this team and who they are, the way they play, who's on the team, what that does for the team if a move is made. There's a lot still still up in the air. Uh, not as extensive as TCG stats uh, a minute ago, but as we mentioned, this is their second loss by 30 or more, both of them, to the Pelicans. This is their fifth loss by 20 or more. Ten of their 14 losses have been by – double digits um just for a little bit of context the warriors who are two games below 500 yeah they have five double digit losses um the lakers have 12 uh four of the lakers losses have been by 20 or more points so there's just a little Whatever. Do with that whatever you will. I, I, I don't know. A lot has been made about the way that this team has been losing. There's there's a They are the only team in the top 17 teams in the NBA with a negative point differential. It's crazy. That's crazy. That's yeah, not... you knew that point differential was going to hell last night. And man, <laughs> it sure did. It's just green, 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 red, green, 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 green. What is Everyone that? is plus. What does that say to you? It's what TCG just laid out. Or what you just said. They're feast or famine. Yeah. They're going to win by a lot or they're going to lose by a lot. A lot of people will look at just that, like probably like the national guys, and they'll be like, they're not that huh. good. But, <laughs> Glad you said that. But it all what it really tells me, because we watch all the games all the time, is they've gotten beat down quite a few times, which isn't a good thing. But because of that, that's why the the point differential is in the negative. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're really like we just laid out. They're really just a team that they can, they can they can give you either side of the spectrum um, on any given night. It's really what it comes down to. Um, I want to. You mentioned national guys. I had the chance to catch Deuce and Mo for a little bit, and. Had the chuckle when I saw your boy Kevin O'Connor, man. Uh, you know, weigh in with his two cents in the chat, and I was like, man, 
known Deuce and Mo for a long time, supported the show for a long time, watch a lot. Never seen this hoe in here before. <laughs> I remember I remember the night chat after the 24-point comeback. Oh, he was in there last night. He was in there last night. <laughs> yeah, he was in there last night. And I thought, isn't that cute? He popped in, and I know, like, they're friends. I don't need that explained to me. But, again, I've never seen him in there before. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he popped in when they get their ass kicked by the Pelicans. All right. I mean, that's, that's, I his, see y'all. that's, his, that's his bag, man. I see like, you. Like I said, okay. Kevin O'Connell, you know, he's he that's just the, does that's what the he Vikings does. head coach. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I wasn't familiar go, with his game, with his name. What did Antonio call him again? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Man, I ain't going to say that one. Kevin O'Conn, man. That's what he but, is. Yeah, Con people in to believe he knows what he's talking about with basketball. Uh, once again, he's he's gonna do what he does, and he he he's having a good time with it. It's fun to him. All right, I, like mm-hmm. I said, it, you, you know, a, a lot of times, just just for me personally, you know, it you kind of sell your soul for some likes and for some attention, and I don't look at him as somebody. That is is serious about what he's doing. You know what I mean? Some would say, "Why be serious? We're just talking about sports." Cool. Uh, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that go to him for information. I'm just not going to be one of those guys. And that's I don't really, it. That's it. I don't, I don't really. I don't trust the, his eye. I don't yep. trust his eye. I'm with you. I'm with you. Stop going to people who know nothing about basketball for their thoughts on basketball, yeah. much less their thoughts on the Sacramento Kings. Stop doing that. Once again, I, I just thought it was with, funny. I ain't never heard his name called in the chat before. Never. I'm working, minding my own business. Do you know? It was in one of the super chats. I'm sure I could find it because I think he sarcastically like donated ten dollars or something. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm if if I remember how this stuff works, I should be able to read it. But it was something like about how now now is the time to make a trade or something like that. Um, but I'll 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 find it. Yeah. Um. But again, just stop, stop taking these dudes seriously. No, and like I said, it's look, look. I listen to Bill Simmons a lot. I don't really. I just, I just find his conversations entertaining. Oh, there it is. I just left it there. Yeah, just that's when you walked away. <laughs> Probably. I, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I might have just turned the pot <laughs> off. At in fact, I did. There's an hour twenty three of an hour four. I just turned it off. I was like, all right, guys. I'm. <laughs> did. You seen that gif of like when people. Hear like a bad song, and it's that old man taking the head fan, the headphones yeah. off. That's, he heard Kevin O'Connell. He's like, "Oh, that's enough. I'm off of this." Kevin O'Connell man says, "Loving the trade talk." Winky face emoji. This is the year to go for it. The title window window is open next year. It may not be. Kings should feel urgency. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what this guy's talking about. I really don't. Now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden in year two of of their build as a franchise, this is the this, this is, is the year you have to win a title. This, and their window's going to close quicker than anyone in history. <laughs> Can I block Kevin O'Conman from their stream? 
think I can. I ain't never heard nothing like that. Second year of, of trying to, you know, build your franchise. It's now or never. I'm going to see if I can click on Kevin O'Conman's page. He just created it yesterday. <laughs> just, to, just to show up in the night chat. Hey man, I like I said, I I don't I don't know, but like I was I was mentioning like Bill Simmons, like I, I listen to Bill Simmons, I I find his conversations entertaining. I don't know if I like take to the bank what he says about about basketball. He's right about Jordan. <laughs> huh? He was right about Jordan. Well, or he said Jordan was going to sell the Hornets. We're like, what? He did say that. Like, who, who, when did where did that come from? Like four months later, yeah, Michael Jordan selling the New Orleans <laughs> or the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's okay. up. but it's like it's like i mean yeah, the, the conversation is entertaining but i'm not like yo i need to listen to what this guy's saying because i need to know more about the league i don't feel that way that's how i feel about o'connell um is the bloom off the rose with the all-in stuff wasn't that the catchphrase isn't it wasn't it the, the, the mike brown phrase isn't it all in i think so yeah well Maybe because I don't know if everybody's all in. Well, that's what I mean. Is in the bloom that. off the row. Is it's like it all in works, but you need everybody to be all in, <laughs> right? Like so to that degree. That's yeah. what I, that's what I'm asking. Is that over? Because last year there was no question. Everyone was all in. Mm-hmm. We took we we talked about it. We outlined it on numerous different occasions with minutes, playing time, all of these different things. Everyone is in. It that doesn't feel like it's the case this year. We'll get some people that are going to be all in. Do you think? Um, well, before I ask, because regardless, regard like regardless of if uh, I believe if it, you know this version, if if it's not in or not, like if it's not working this year, then go get some people that are going to be all in. Like you can't win and people not be all in. You can't. Like we, I think uh, to a certain degree. I, well, maybe not. I was going to say people romanticized it last year. Like, that's exclusive to the Kings, like, that everybody was bought in. Like, it's not. Like, if you want to win something, you got to be all – everybody got to be bought in. Everybody has to – that's the way you win. You know what I'm saying? It's not exclusive to the Kings. Who won the uh, Who won the championship last year? Drawing a blank. The NBA championship? Yeah. Denver. Denver. Everybody in Denver was all in. Mm-hmm. You like if if you have people in your locker room that aren't all in, you got to get them out, and then get people in that are going to be all in. So, the concept isn't wrong. They just might not have everybody there this year. You're listening to D'Lo and Casey on KIFM West Sacramento, ninety-eight point five FM KRX QHD two Sacramento, ESPN thirteen twenty. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Live on. YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter as well. Wherever you are listening or watching, uh, we greatly appreciate you. If you're watching on one of the video platforms, hit the thumbs up and subscribe buttons, please. Um, At what point does, or does it, does the trade talk start to take effect? You see it sometimes. It doesn't happen a lot, given how prevalent trade talk is in the NBA. But we have seen it. The most glaring example probably ever is the Chicago Bulls, Kobe Bryant, that year where you had a really good Chicago team. Then these trade rumors started, and they died. How much do you think that might weigh into HB, Kevin Herter, 
Davion Mitchell, guys who might be on the trading block over the you know the so-called trading block over the course of the next couple of weeks. How much of how much of that affects them on a game-to-game basis? I mean, as human beings, I'm sure it can affect them. Um, I know people try to be professional about it, but they're human. So, um, you know, they, they could get caught up in it. It could affect their play, um, their emotions, their level of commitment, all this other stuff. I would the, – that's where, you know, maybe Mike Brown's got to come in and say, hey, I know there's a lot of trade talk swirling. I need you guys to 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 be professionals and to make sure you stay locked in on the task at hand. And I also need you to be real and say, if I can't do that, let me know so I can't I won't play you. I won't have you out there. Or we'll talk to Monty about what should we do. Like, cause I know maybe if they believe it or not, maybe the showcasing thing is right. We gotta showcase them all this other stuff. The guy told me he's not committed to playing right now. So I can't – can we work something out where I don't have to have him out there? But it can't just be I'm not 100% bought into this thing because I'm in trade rumors and I'm playing 30, 30 minutes a night or I'm playing 25 minutes a night. Like, no. Like, I need guys out there that are bought to everything that's going on right here and trying to win for this team for each other every single time. And if, if you're not in the month, right mental space to do that, which I completely understand, you got to let me know so I can do my job and put the people who are in that mental space to do that. Now, as the, after I say all that, I'm not accusing anybody of being in that type of space where they're not giving their all, they're not committed. I'm just saying if that is what's going on, there needs to be some real discussions. You think some of them get used to it at this point, but it's probably something you never get used to, especially if you're Harrison Barnes. You did a contract last year. Um, but like I said earlier, Harrison probably knew this This is going to be the situation with him. It's not the best. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to frame this as a positive, but like it's also like Harrison's just that type of player. Yeah. He's that type of guy, like certainty. A contending team would want Harrison Barnes right now. Uh a rebuilding team, like probably not so much. But if you need a veteran, like Harrison Barnes is the perfect veteran. He doesn't want that role. Like Harrison wants to win. Like and I, every every player, every athlete wants. Um, but I, that's a that's a that's a tough component. My biggest concern is this: January eighth trade deadline's a month away. If we're at the point where it's weighing on these guys now, we're in big big trouble. Like I get it as the day oh, as the days get closer. Uh, Gets a little tense. Gets I I get that. Man, we got a month. Y'all got a lot of games ahead. You got a lot of road games ahead. I think you got the Pacers game in here this month, which I guess forever is going to be a big game at the Golden One Center. <laughs> yeah. So like, there's 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 a lot of basketball ahead f- for you to be like concerned. And with Kevin and I, man, I'm sorry to my man Kevin Herter, bro. If you just get back in your flow, the the, the conversation. It's probably not a conversation to be had. I mean, I was talking to my man Io on the way home from the game last night. We were talking about that two guard spot, and he asked, "Who, what, what position would you want to upgrade the most, the two or the four? I was like, "The four, easily," because I know I always got Malik. 
as frustrating as it is with Duarte and 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 Herter, I know I got Malik. The four positions different, mm-hmm. or three depending on what you decide you want to do with Keegan Murray long term. Yeah. But the wing spot essentially. I agree. I agree, man. Um, that's what I would be looking to to upgrade from that that four position, and I can make it work with the two position for sure, um, because of Malik, you know, being there. The the four would be would be the spot. That would absolutely be the spot. So, you know, part of it is, it's going to start now, because it's real now. Like you could be traded any day. In December, you couldn't be traded any day. You know, literally, you couldn't. You had to wait for a certain day. Now it's real. And because of that, you're checking your phone every day. I wake up. I don't know where I'm going to you know, be. I don't know what Shams is going to report or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it also comes with the territory, man. I'm not saying I've been through it and that should just make it easier, but that's the reality of it. Like, Harrison, you probably could have signed a one-year deal with somebody that wouldn't trade you, you know, with a – Utah, you might not have been traded. You know what I mean? You decided to sign here in Sacramento knowing, like, this may not be a long-term solution for either party. So I'm I'm usually the type of person where if I know what it is and I know what I'm getting myself into, I can accept whatever comes, comes of it a little better. So if I know I'm signing this contract, I'm taking this money, I might be gone in January. What is there to be stressed out about? Yeah. It's what I signed up for. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. But I agree. Um, War, you mentioned this earlier. Warriors lost now. Again, a big reason there hasn't been a lot of movement in the Western Conference. One, as we outlined this looking at the the, the King schedule earlier, um, just win a couple, lose, win a couple, lose, win a couple, lose, no sustained losing streak. You got you know teams like kind of Dallas and New Orleans they're just kind of all over the place they're they're I don't know how New Orleans isn't 35 and 0 37 and 0 after watching this team uh four times already no but Zion last night either you had yeah no well we didn't have Trey Lyle so well yeah, yeah balance good point out. good point balance is out um but you have the Sacramento Kings sitting at 21 and 14 Phoenix lost last night Golden State lost last night uh, Clippers a couple of days after LeBron saying the Lakers suck, uh, they got a win against the Los Angeles Clippers last night. That LeBron, did you see the LeBron uh, interview or clips from it on Friday night? So I know, <laughs> yeah. So so I know something happened at the end of it. He well, he was asked about Ricky Rubio retiring. That's right, and he said something to the effect of like, um, you know, this isn't the best time to ask me that, but. You know, Ricky Rubio, congratulations on a great career. I'm sorry it may not sound as sincere yeah. right now, but I really mean it. You know, uh, if I don't sound as sincere, I mean, blame the person who asked the question because it's not really a good time to ask the And I think my man said, sorry, LeBron. Was this the same night? I think um, the reporters were talking to him, but they hear him in the background. Austin Reeves asked him, like, oh, is Bronny starting or whatever? And, Bron- and LeBron's like, well, I know like, damn sure he could play on this team. <laughs> he said – he can play with us right now. Easy. Easy. He can play with us. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was all-time LeBron right there. Oh, yeah, that was. That was good stuff. That was peak, <laughs> what about, that was peak LeBron. What about last night, though? Did you catch the, the Ty Lue? It was either before the game or after. I'm assuming after. I saw Ty Lue was partying with LeBron. 
Darvin Ham, nowhere to be found. <laughs> I'm just saying there was four pictures from that party. Didn't see Darvin Ham in one. <laughs> he said he said uh, something to the effect of like they asked him about the um, the Clippers turnaround, and they I think he said the guy might have said James Han- James Harden's Clippers or whatever, and LeBron was like, "What the Clippers? Yeah, they they turned anything around. Would you say James Harden Clippers? No, no, no. That's that's Tyloo Clippers. Uh, Tyloo." You know, it don't uh, take him long. It take him. It take what they struggle about five games. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. That's all it takes for him to get his yeah, team still. Yeah, I see you. Hey, Darwin was at the party. Come but on, the, King James. Darwin was at the party, but he's the one who took the pictures of Tyloo and them there. Oh, that's cold. That's hilarious. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron working right now. Tyloo is for those that don't get it. Tyloo is very much a free agent at the end of the season. <laughs> That is – no, CJ, CJ's like, LeBron to the Clippers confirmed. Wrong. Ty Lue to the Lakers confirmed. LeBron working right now. Bro, that dunk he had last night. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. He's still he's still, Ooh. he's still, he's still doing stuff that just makes you shake your head, Man. including, <laughs> including that Ty Lue Clippers. Wait a minute. It's more LeBron news. Did you guys see the clip of – uh, after D'Angelo Russell hit the three, he hit like a three to put him up by 10 or something like that, and they call a timeout. And D'Lo is like, he's got the three going up, and he's celebrating with everybody. <laughs> and LeBron's on the bench just like. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron's fed up. LeBron didn't get up out of his seat, didn't celebrate, just looked straight ahead. It's over. It is over for deloading. Do you think the players in that locker room know, like, oh, yeah, LeBron's pissed, guys. We're not going to be here, like, in a couple months. Yep. <laughs> they yep. got to know. Yeah, they know. They got to know. They know. Yeah. You know, get ready for Washington and all of these other places they're going to send us. Yeah. That Ty, yeah, that Ty Lue clip is the king, though. That's funny. <laughs> he said, he said, yeah, they're playing what? What would you say? J- James Harden Clippers? No. No. It's Ty Lue Clippers. You know, when uh, Ty Lue, that's just who he is. How long it take him? About five games? Yeah, that's all it takes for Ty Lue to get things right. About five games. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. This is generational <laughs> stuff. Man, that's cold. At, at 39 years old doing all this still. <laughs> Coming off the heels of, well, you know, I mean, playing lineups that we hadn't played all year. So, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Dead man walking. Goodness gracious. Let me see. I'm curious now. When might it happen? Let me see this Lakers schedule. Oh, you had that man fired yesterday. Stop it. You had that man fired yesterday. I did. Let's see. They got. What they got? What is this? Oh, yeah. They got Toronto coming up. Phoenix, Utah, OKC. They might stay for a while. I don't Mm -hmm. think they have anyone on their bench that could take over for the rest of the season. And you can't hire Ty Lue now. So. Usually the Lakers prepare like they'll throw like a J Kid or someone like that on the bench just in case. But James Ham coming up at the top of the three o'clock hour. We'll talk uh, much more Kings basketball with him. You want to weigh in on any of this? You can now one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. Super Wild Card Weekend is set up. Not everybody feeling the vibes here today. Yeah, dude. We'll talk about it next, bro. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? I drove home in silence yesterday. Stilo and KC here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320.
That's amazing. I just read this tweet that said to celebrate the Sopranos 25th anniversary, Warner Brothers is turning every Sopranos episode into 25 seconds and posting it on TikTok. That's funny. That is funny. That's amazing. Oh, by the way, uh, before we get to Ramsey, can I give a big shout out to uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders? I don't know if you saw him over the weekend, uh, but he said he jogged for the first time in years. Mm. He was a little emotional about it. It'd be he ended up showing his leg because he was dealing with blood clots mm-hmm. in his leg and both mm-hmm. legs lost a couple of He's toes missing, and, yeah. and things of that nature. And and he jogged this this weekend, had it documented and it was some powerful stuff. Showed the leg. I don't want to see the leg yeah. again, but uh yeah. I remember watching that Alex Smith doc. Jeez. Oh, Did you see that? <laughs> Do you think I saw it? No, I don't think you did. <laughs> yeah, when they showed his leg. You it think was... I watched that? rough like yo they should have hit pause like okay warning yes for those who don't want to see this turn away for the next seven seconds Mm. that was tough i watched something over the weekend shout out to alex smith and uh randy moss college football hall of fame i didn't know that yeah Mm -hmm. congratulations they told him live on tv yeah congratulations that's that's dope man and i like uh i like espn's countdown show i thought the way they did it was cool because they bigged up randy moss and Mm -hmm. Um, what's the girl's name? Samantha Ponder, I think. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Yeah, like, like Alex Smith had a hell of a career too. Like, that's cr- like I, Alex twenty two and one, and here comes Brewski with the oh yeah, yeah Randy Moss isn't the only one in the football and nice. It was dope. I gotta check cool. that out. I didn't see that. I yeah, that's good. That. I'm sure. I know. I'm sure. I'm positive the clip is on social. That's really cool. Um, all right, the random moment with Ramsey nine one six nine thirteen twenty. What's up, Ramsey? Not too much. Don't want to call it random, but I call it kind of a bittersweet day. It's random, bro. It is random, and it's bittersweet. But go ahead. <laughs> Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, after 27 years, part with Nike. I mean, it had slightly been in the works only for the fact that Nike has been out the equipment game for quite some time. Yeah. He hadn't been wearing the shoes. But at the same time, I look at it as probably the third or fourth biggest endorsement deal we've ever seen. I mean, the only third or fourth to who that I could definitely equate are Jordan and LeBron. You nah. can throw Steph Curry. Tiger's bigger than LeBron. He's be, he definitely bigger. It's, it's 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 Jordan and Tiger. Yeah, yeah, it's Jordan and Tiger. Appreciate you, Ramsey. It was a little dramatic for what it was, <laughs> but appreciate you. It, it it it's it he I think I think he threw Steph in there. It's bigger than LeBron. It's bigger than Steph. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it Nike golf exists solely because of Tiger Woods. So I was even with the. Uh, I'm surprised. I I didn't know he was still under contract with Nike. I felt like it had ended a couple years. Well, ago. I knew the equipment stuff had ended because Nike equipment mm. ended, but I didn't. Um, I didn't think it was ever going to end. Mm. But I, I I don't know much about that. I didn't know I'm he had stopped wearing Nike shoes. Yeah, yeah, like there's a lot of guys like when you're of that stature. When you're with Nike or Jordan, you're pretty much like you can pretty much like Charles is still with Nike. Charles Barkley ain't played basketball in what 30, 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. He's still with Nike. Like there's a lot of guys like that uh, who still, you know, their the, their old Nike contract, they just stick around. I never thought Tiger would uh, not be with Nike. But maybe Nike's shutting the hole. They started with equipment, and now maybe the the polos, the the khaki, all of that stuff is. Which I wonder too. why. I wonder why. Wonder why they're not doing that anymore. It feels like 
that would <laughs> still be profitable. But it just might not appeal to people outside of Tiger. Like I don't know. Like I mean, I'm, I don't, does Rory have a Nike deal? Does uh, Dustin Johnson? Like who who has Nike deals? Because yeah. uh, that could tell us the story. Yeah. Um, that's like uh, it's almost like um, people talked about uh, the rumor, or at least was that Kobe was about to leave Nike before uh, his unfortunate passing. That mm-hmm. he didn't like, you know, the way things were going. Mm-hmm. He was going to start his own shoe shoe line and, and things of that nature. Um, but he's he's one of those guys that I would look at like LeBron, like Tiger, where Kobe and Nike, like, nah, you, you would be there forever. But I guess the rumor was he, was he was getting ready to leave. Did he start with Nike, then go to Adidas? Or did he start with Adidas? He was then... always with Adidas. Well, sorry. Mm-hmm. He started with Adidas, then went to Nike. He, okay. was, he was with Adidas in high school, I think. Because I thought he was with Nike. So who... Oh, it doesn't matter. It's a rabbit hole. We don't really need to go down. Well, you started it. Now I want to know. Did Adidas kind of fall back after Colorado? Because for some reason, I feel like it was Nike that fell back. It, it it was Nike. He had ended the Adidas stuff a little before that, I think. I think. I think. Okay. All right. Um, wild card, super wild card weekend is set. Uh, as you heard before the break, not everybody is uh, thrilled with how week 17 went. Uh, I am, uh, for a variety of reasons, namely the Texans. Uh, I was thrilled to see, uh, your man, D'Amico Ryans and, um, CJ Stroud get, get that, get that win against, against Indianapolis, get into the playoffs, like just a tremendous turnaround, uh, for D'Amico, that organization, uh, like CJ's a, you know, next. Uh, love that. My boy Baker, uh, the Baker boy, the Baker Baker Bros, uh, winning the uh, winning the NFC South. Uh, I love that. Loved Baker all of getting, it. Baker getting that uh, that bonus million dollars. Yeah, him and Chris Jones, man. Chris Jones, they, yeah. Day for those guys, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Chris Jones. That was, that had, was great video, Chris that was, Jones. I man. love that. Yeah, that was an awesome <laughs> video. Uh, I don't know if Baker had one because Baker they had to win. Like they had yeah. to. Like his bonus was predicated on them getting to the playoffs with the uh, Panthers too. For yeah, that was a weird. That was a weird game. I, I actually saw quite a bit of that one before heading to the arena. That was a that was a weird one. Yeah. So I, I I think wild card, super wild card weekend or whatever is is great. They could they could do without the super. And like and having the money, you got to know that it's more than the regular wild card weekend. Well, putting it out over the three days, you can give me three games in two days, and we'd be we'd be perfectly. Fine. It's super wild card. This absolutely sounds like a Vince McMahon creation. <laughs> What's bigger than wild card weekend, sir? Super wild card weekend. Well, the only and the only thing that kills it is the Monday night game. Like put what three kills. It, it could be need to wait around for that game. Put three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Ten, yeah. one, and five. Well, then we, Boom. Yeah. Ready to go. That's a lot. It's like uh, Christmas. Yeah, but it's two days. It's, That's a lot. It's fine. People need to get outside, get some fresh air, go to the store. I'll be fine. Well, they're, they're, look, they can get outside. Go buy chocolate at C's. Well, that would be a good thing, but they wouldn't. The only time they wouldn't be getting outside is the first game, because the other games are one and five anyway. That's right. Get it all done in the morning. Go get up a little earlier. Uh, Browns at Texans. 
Dolphins at Chiefs. Ooh. Did you see um I shouldn't I shouldn't be like this. I, sh- I really shouldn't be like this. Cuz you know, not everybody's able to do it. But did you see the the stupid outrage from people in the media, namely older people in the media yesterday about this game? About the Do- about the Dolphins Chiefs? Game? Yeah, cuz it's exclusively on Peacock. Oh, I didn't. And they were like, "Oh, this is an outrage. They're making you pay for this. I don't even. Nobody has peacock in the world. This is." Da-da. I said, "Are they really going to complain about this for the whole week?" You know, peacock is like free for everyone who has Verizon. It's free for everybody that has Xfinity. So, like the Xfinity, that's what it was, not Verizon. Xfinity. So to say, like no one has peacock is pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I, and and once again, I still have cable, so I didn't think twice. It was like, okay, well, it'll just be on the Peacock app. Do you got like a premium Peacock? Wait a minute, hold on. Wait, what That's the hell? crazy. What the I, I, I hell? thought so too. Yeah, I thought so too. Damn, that's gonna be a good game though. Oh yeah, it's gonna do be a good game. Do you do you want to? Dude, football's stupid. <laughs> Who cares? Football's stupid. Gosh. <laughs> Rough night for our boy. No, like, literally, uh, like, like we, like we have our jokes. Like, if our team loses, we'll come into work all bummed out or whatever. No, like yesterday was bad. I was literally in the car driving home yesterday. Like, oh, do I put on music? No, I don't want to listen to music. There's no time to listen to Tupac at all. Wow, Tupac catching straight. I, 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 I called it literally early in the week. I said in December they fold. The team is fine, but they fold, and boy, did they fold yesterday. I mean, they, they, they are. Ugh. I hate to say it, Jesse, but you they can see are. He's not quite over. I'm not. No, I'm I, hurt. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't well, be. Hey, won't, you got to be like the about Wednesday. You got to be like the Aaron. You got to leave it in yesterday and, and do get that. ready for the Chiefs. We have to wear this till till five fifteen on Saturday. I'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll beat the Chiefs. No worries. But that was bad. The the they are kind of who, who I think I said mm-hmm. they were. You put them up against a good team and all that seventy points and the high octane offense, like it just goes away. They had fourteen points yesterday. The offense was bad, but the thing is that kills me about yesterday's game was like they they were better than Buffalo majority of the game. Yeah. And it's yeah. just once the fourth quarter got there, they yeah. just poo pooed all over themselves. How you feel yeah. about Tua? I'm paying Tua in the offseason. That's like easy. <sighs> like what's the option otherwise? Like he's like his bad as it is or whatever it is like there's he was a top six mvp candidate or whatever they're gonna make the playoffs again they've been near playoff contention pretty much anytime he started top six that was a wild he played all year yeah, i had to right? fit that one that in but you know it's top like he, Sabonis was top six we fit that in he played all year right yeah played every game this season you hope he you hope he, you hope they win the games in december going forward but I you're not gonna games against a good team huh well they well, lost they beat Dallas, I guess, if you're into that sort of thing. They yeah, lost to well. they lost to Buffalo. They lost to Philadelphia. They lost to Kansas City. One that really stands out is they lost to Tennessee. Yeah, they choked that, that one. That was just a choke job. Uh they lost to to Baltimore and they lost to Buffalo. Those 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 two back to back are tough. Sometimes sometimes in these situations, like you gotta do what you have to do. But paying to it and being like He's the franchise guy. Is that the commitment? I'd, I, I wouldn't want to make that. I'm not paying him the Mark Jackson money. He's not getting that. Jesse, did I get this right? Did they beat one team? Over did they 500? beat one team over 500? Yeah. And it was the, Dallas? Yeah, Dallas. Mm. 
Because they beat the Jets, the Commanders, the Jets. I think Denver finished over 500. No, they were 8-9, and nine, I think. That's Ooh. the only other one I had questions about. Denver is 8-9. and nine. I, Yeah, it was just Dallas. They wanted Dallas one. is doing yeah. a lot of work for them. What if? What if Ooh, like, what's the tough. alternative, though, to not paying Tua? Kirk Cousins. Disgusting. No, I'll take Tua easily over to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins' resume is vastly, vastly, <laughs> more impressive than Tua's. Well, yeah, because he's played longer. They're about the same right now as far as ability and stuff like that. And Tua's he's younger. Won, he's won big games in the regular season when he was young. He's won a playoff game or two. How old is like Kirk? To, I, I, I don't know if I would like do it, but to dismiss it, like, hell no. Easily I'm taking Tua over Kirk. Kirk's coming over, coming up with torn Achilles and stuff Kirk like that. He's going to be 36 years yeah, old he's when old. the season starts. Tua's already as good as Kirk now. Who's he think he is, Joe Flacco? <laughs> Tua... We'll see what happens on Saturday. Tua has never done anything in a moment to make me think like that's, that's the only change. thing that's holding him back. Like that, like like with that, I still What's pay him, like but like he's got to figure it out. Was he third year quarterback? Fourth. fourth this is his fourth year. Like he's fourth done enough. Year. He's just got to figure it, it out. It, the December games. You're willing to give up on him after four years? Like he's been that bad? I was I was really worried this year when Tua they, this year they could they could never do anything against a good team. 4,600 yards, 29 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. The problems against good teams, though, go beyond two. It's not a two, it's just a mainly two of problem. Like Mike McDaniel has just not been – he's been good, but he, there's been moves like food First left on year the head table coach. and stuff like that. Second year. Second year, yeah. Mike McDaniel was – oh, that's right. Tyreek Hill also. Tyreek Hill also this season feels he needs to drop any big-time ball thrown his way in big games. Tua don't see it. I just got to – he don't see it. He don't see it. when In the big games, he don't see it. Like – he don't see it. He just don't see it. <laughs> That's all I can say is I don't think the plays change that much. I don't think they're that more covered than what they are when they play the Giants. You think he freezes up? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Wow. He don't see it. Like I don't. I don't think Tua has it to lead a franchise. Mm. Well, I ain't gonna find out for Kirk Cousins. I'm gonna say um, Kirk Cousins is almost a situation where though, like. You don't have to like Tua. You got to commit to him. You don't have to commit to Kirk Cousins. I think you commit to Tua. Yeah, I think you do easy. The alternative is like you can end up with a bad quarterback. Like you're still like we're talking as bad as it is. Whatever they can't be bad, good teams or whatever. All the injuries still made the playoffs and all that. We're the choke job away from being the two seed still. Mm. Like just figure it out next season. He was healthy all year and y'all were still the six seed. Like what? What's next? Because before it was if he could stay healthy. He stayed healthy and it didn't even get you the division title. Well, yeah, because they blew it, though. That's not a Tua thing, though. It's not just the Tua thing. Like, that's a Mike McDaniel thing. That's a Tyreek Hill. Like, that's that whole offense. It's not just Tua. Uh, they couldn't score when they needed to. I And I understand you said that's Mike McDaniels, too. Tua, they couldn't score. He, uh, I, I, I guess where we – Because Tyreek Hill, like perfect example yesterday in the last drive of the game or whatever, Tyreek Hill, they called DPI or whatever on the guy that was guarding him, but he drops a ball, he catches it, he's taking it to the house in this tie game. True. The pass that Tyreek got hurt on, though, was high, like most of Tua's passes are when they play these good teams. Yeah, he's got he's – got I'll acknowledge that. He's got to step up in December, but I think you still pay him either way because you're still going to – you're still a playoff team. He's got to get better, though, and I think you give him that room to develop. You wouldn't do it. You're, you're out on Tua right now. You'd be out. You wouldn't sign him. Not for what he's looking for. I I try to give him a short deal. I wouldn't be locked up long term with. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I kind of yes. I was talking. There really are no long term deals. True. Whatever. Because Trevor Lawrence is he gotten paid? 
don't think probably. so. Probably. Trevor Lawrence got paid. That's kind year. of like the bar of it. I think this was this Trevor is, Lawrence is the bar. This yeah, because he's better than Trevor season. Lawrence. This offseason, I think, is the year of Trevor for that quarterback. Okay, I, I believe were they the same draft, Jesse? I think Lawrence might have been the year before, maybe after. Okay. Yeah, because he's the same year as Burrow and those guys. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence got uh, got about five million on the books next year. Oh, well, that's kind of like the borrow, though. Whatever, whatever. Those guys they're getting paid because two is a top ten quarterback, but he's like ten nine eight. What top ten quarterback? Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I ain't gonna talk about Tua no more. He's got the numbers. He's got to win in December. That's all it comes down to. He's got the numbers. Win in December. He wins There's a lot December, of quarterbacks all... that didn't win in December. Yeah. So, like I don't. I don't know that. That's like the knocking hard. Has been. He hasn't been able to win the big games either. Yeah. Nah, he wins some big games. He hasn't gone past the divisional round. Yeah, but he wins some big. Well, games. his thing was for he's got to win a playoff game. Then he win a playoff game. Then the bar move. Now he ha- now he's got to win a bunch of playoffs. And unfortunately for Lamar, he is kind of entering that category where if you're going to win your second MVP, like you do have to start winning some playoff games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this this Ravens team is 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 really good. So we got the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Uh, coming up exclusively uh, on Peacock. You got like a premium Peacock. Uh, Shout out to Mike Tomlin. Shout out to Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers back in the playoffs. They'll take on the Buffalo Bills as a result of yesterday's game. Of course, that'll be in Buffalo. Packers at the Cowboys. Feel like I've heard that before. Uh, Shout out to Matt LaFleur. He gets that team to the playoffs. What happens next? Well, that's a different story. Um, Probably the one I'm looking forward to the most Matt Stafford back in Detroit. Yeah, it's a good one. It's the a good Rams one. at the Lions. The Rams, what was the number seven and one since the bye? Mm-hmm. Man, that's incredible work by that team. Yeah, that's a that's a great job by Sean McVay. That is a great job because this was a team that everybody thought, well, I won't put it on everybody. I thought it was gonna be, you know, bottom of the league. I thought I thought they were awful and it wasn't gonna happen for them at all this year. Not only were they competent, but they made the playoffs, man. That was a great job by Sean McVay. Great job. And then it'll uh, close out with the Monday game that Kenny doesn't want. Um, the Eagles uh, oh. take on my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Eagles, who lost again, this time to the juggernaut that is uh, the New York Giants. That feels like a team that's ready for um, the offseason. They're ready for offseason, new coaching staff, new personnel. They're ready for it all. They're, 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 they're finished. They're finished. That is. They're not. Hot take. I told this to Damian last night. Hot take. No lower seeds will win in the NFC in the wild card weekend. So you've got the Bucks over the Eagles. You've got the Lions over the Rams. You've got the Cowboys over the Packers. The Texans over the Browns. You've got the Chiefs over the Dolphins. Well, I said in the NFC. In the oh, AFC, sorry. Sorry. I only got one potential. The Browns over the Texans? Yes. But I'm thinking about the Dolphins, though. I'm thinking about the Dolphins. I haven't ruled Dolphins out the beating Dolphins. the Chiefs. You got Tua winning a big game, huh? That's the part that gives me reservation. That he's the quarterback. I don't. I don't even know what. I love saying. the. I love the Texans, and I love that story. I got the Browns in that one. Um, I got the Rams in Detroit. Not what to tell you? Uh, I'm riding, the, the, Ram- I'm riding the, the Rams in Detroit. It's not the. Uh, it's not a bad thought. I think I'll probably be in the minority. I think a lot of people will choose the Rams. To beat the Lions. I just don't see the Lions losing to the Rams in that scenario on Ford Field. First playoff game in Detroit on a Saturday night. Um, 
30 years or something, 30-plus years, I think that place is going to be rocking. Well, they're used to the silent count, as Matt Stafford's wife will tell us. <laughs> uh, they're used to the silent count from their games against the 49ers at their home stadium. Uh, so that would be any, – any, anyone taking the Packers over the boys? No, no, definitely not taking that. I think the Cowboys are going to win. But I think there's going to be a uh, – I think the Packers might actually play a little better than than – I'm even giving them credit for right now. I think Dallas right. might get them by two scores. Uh, speaking of getting a team by two scores, uh, you can listen to Michigan beat Washington oh, by relax. probably four scores. Relax. Uh, immediately following today's show, the national championship, Michigan's coronation. Uh, what well, happened I mean, here look, on Sacramento sports. No, is that a lock for you? Is Michigan just handling Washington yes. today? I mean, I, I know, yeah. I know what you're trying to do, but what do you mean? Here's the crazy thing. What about am I it. trying to do? It's not even going to work. What am I trying like they to do? Probably will beat their ass by that's, three scores. That's what I said. How long have and, I said Michigan is the best team in football? How long? You've been saying and, it all season. How long? To be Thank you. And I want to give a shout out. Thank I want to give a shout out to all those people in the chat, all those people on Twitter that told me and everybody that will listen. Oh, Michigan's scared because they got Alabama. I told. What I said. Why are you bringing came, up all stuff? I came up. I came up here. Today. I came up here. And I came on here and I said, "Man, they gonna beat Alabama. Ain't nobody worried about that." You said they were gonna handle Alabama. That. They didn't do that. They did, but why are you talking about Alabama? They got Washington because today. I got an opportunity to address that. They why handled didn't you that business it a week ago. They handled. I forgot. We was busy. We was doing stuff. Everybody came here. Oh, KC don't want to see Michigan. Don't want to see Bama. They handled them boys, man. They handled them boys. Yeah, light work. The show's work. not All on tape delay. Work. You are listening on January eighth. All work is easy. Talking work. about Alabama when you're going to win the national championship against, against they are Washington win the today. Cha- hey, I time, know that. First time since I said it before you did. First time since nineteen ninety-seven. Michigan Wolverines national championship. It's happening. You can tonight. listen here on ESPN thirteen twenty. What's going on, Will? Hey, gentlemen, how are we doing today? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. I uh, wanted to get your guys' take on this Jimmy G situation. Obviously, now the Raiders' season finishing up here, and my opinion is that Jimmy will be back with the team next year, and frankly, it is because of his contract, where you look around the the league right now, and frankly, let's say that 80% of the NFL has their quarterback for the future, and the teams that don't are, tell me if I'm wrong here, it's the Denver Broncos, it's the Tennessee Titans, Mm. it's the Atlanta Falcons, the New England Patriots, and maybe another team that I'm forgetting. But Chicago seems to have their man. We see that New Orleans has Derek Carr. Contract makes it difficult to trade that to another team. And thus, in the offseason, you'll likely see a quarterback battle between Garoppolo and Aiden O'Connell. You look at Garoppolo's contract right now, it's a hefty one. And if you look around the league right now, Russell Wilson teams would be willing to trade for, but not Jimmy Garoppolo. I understand what uh, what what he's saying with the appreciate the call. Man. I didn't. Was he well, just concerned about Jimmy Garoppolo in in Las Vegas? Like he's just concerned that they're well, stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, he thinks he's going to be back. He thinks he's going to be back. I I don't I think understand the contract why he would say that is as bad as as uh, as Will thinks. But I, I would say this about Jimmy Garoppolo because we talked about this last night. Me and Sarah on Sports Sunday. If Antonio Pierce is the coach, there'd be no reason to bring back Jimmy Garoppolo. Because the first thing he did when he took over yeah. was get Jimmy Garoppolo out yeah. of there. So what are we competing for? Hey, and shout out to the Raiders for getting the win yesterday. Yeah. Celebrating yeah. with cigars. Got to, I think it's at eight, eight and nine. nine. Yeah, yeah eight, nine. good for them. Um, so if he's the coach, I don't see any reason why Jimmy Garoppolo would come back uh, as the Raiders quarterback and even be in any type of competition. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I disagree a lot with Will. I don't. I also don't think this. And I don't, none I don't of think the contract's that, nearly as bad as he thinks. <laughs> none of those teams that he named as their core. Yes, sir. We appreciate you, Will, but I disagree. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think the Giants are are locked in. What the Bears do, obviously, is going to be a big conversation over the course of the next couple of months. But I, yeah. I don't know where they're at with Justin Fields. Um, that was a conversation last night. I'd keep Justin, but I'm a Justin Fields guy, so whatever. Yeah, I'd keep him, although they they'll never beat the Packers. It seems like no. hell. Even the Rams won a meaningless game against the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ended Niners. what was it? Twelve straight ended the, yeah. the streak of twelve regular season games in a the, row. The Bears just never going to beat the Packers. The Jets ended their streak against the Patriots. It was they did straight games. I I saw that uh, on my way to the arena and thought, boy, that is a hell of a way for Bill Belichick to go out if he is in fact going out. Did you listen to that press conference? I did. Was it just me, or did he sound like he was emotional, like he was ready to tear up a little bit? No, it was you. You sure? Yeah, no, that's just how Bill Belichick sounds. Yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to it now. Yeah, I'm not mean, broken I, I go, up, but like it sounded like he was hiding some things. Derek, no, that's how Bill talks. Derek Henry said he gone. He, he gave did. a yeah. He told the people in Tennessee. Thank oh, Derek you. Henry. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you said Derek Henry said Bill Belichick <laughs> oh, was no, gone. No. I was like, really? <laughs> Boy, that that Titans <laughs> press conference got a little loose. And uh, he said he was gone. And I also got to get this in too before we get to the break. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. The first team in the history of the NFL to start ten and one and fail to get twelve wins. What an abomination! We ain't even talk about the Jaguars. Oof. Jaguars Oof. playoff tickets went on How sale a month ago. Oh man! And oh man! Them dudes missed the playoffs yesterday, man. Oh, tough, tough, tough. Uh, James Ham joins us. We'll talk much more Kings basketball. We'll touch on a couple of other. Uh, notes is that they uh, Bill Belichick may not have been let go or we haven't gotten any statement on his future yet but we have on a couple of other coaches one of them threw a temper tantrum on the football field yesterday <laughs> this is coming up here uh, plus James Ham on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320 Pizza chain. Yeah, don't don't ever act like you're too good for Little Caesars people. Don't disrespect Little Caesars in that respect. That's a good um, taste to price ratio right there. Although, although Little Caesars, I mean, they didn't got rich on us. Yeah, it's nine ninety nine for hot ready now. Yeah, Yeah, that's an issue. What happened to the five dollar cheese or pepperoni joint? Next thing you know, I ordered some crazy bread and a little twenty ounce soda, and it's fifteen bucks. Because you gotta you gotta get the crazy bread. Yeah. Or why do you get need- the get the Italian cheese bread? Dude. I've never tried that. Oh no, that's that's when I that's when I just got paid. When I'm when I'm in between uh, uh, paydays, I get the the cheesy bread or the yeah the cheesy bread. But I get that Italian cheese bread if I just got paid. Picking up a little Caesars when you're between paychecks and young is like, oh, we're eating <laughs> good for the next couple of days, boys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just a quick question from a guy who doesn't. Do that. Like, why do you need pizza and the bread? Because it tastes good. Yeah, Little Caesars breadsticks is different from like other breadsticks yeah. and stuff. I don't get like they breadsticks fired. from Round Table. Those are still good too, but no, nah, they they fired it. The Italian cheese bread is bomb. Do you dip it in the sauce? 
I don't. You got to get the marinara. The marinara they bring on the side. Essentially, just pizza sauce. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but it's not like you make it. So it's just like an extra piece of pizza with no topping on it. I I don't like how you're. No, no, I just I don't get. You're being very disrespectful to the crazy bread. (laughs) Bread sticks are fascinating to me. Crazy bread (laughs) at pizza places is fascinating to me because you have the dough, you have the crust, you have the marinara on the pizza, you have all of that, and it's like no, 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 just give. Just give it to me. Just give me another. Give me more bread. It's a yeah, little bit, it's a little it's, bit of a different texture of bread. I think it's it's got some like some oil on it or whatever. Some yeah, yeah, some yeah, mozzarella, yeah. like little now, sprinkles like of mozzarella on it. Once again, with that Italian cheese bread, it is different. It's 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 cooked different. It'll change your life. Yeah, yeah. Now, that, okay. That's bomb. You can honestly go to Little Caesars. I've never done it, but pick up a little bag of crazy bread and just munch on that. If you want to. See, I've never done that. that. I've never done that, but never it's that, that good. One. Shout out. And we're not even saying that like Little Caesars is the best, but we won't disrespect them. That's what we won't do. Slim and Husky. Who was talking about you? With that said. Um, um, There was something else I was going to say real quick football-wise. There's a lot we could do with football. Oh. Well, James is going to join us in a few minutes, so maybe not. Um, The Raiders. Shout out to the Raiders. There are reports out out there right now. Scott Gobranson. Uh, was one of the guys who talked about be it with as us well. tomorrow. Um, that it seems to be early on, at least the coaching, the head coaching search is really between Harbaugh and Antonio Pierce, Jim Harbaugh and Antonio Pierce. If both said they would like to be your head coach, who would you go with? Ooh, man. Um, I'd go Harbaugh with a lot of reservations. However, is Harbaugh your general manager or your no player get, personnel no, guy to, that get, Bill Belichick is? Guys, get get them on the same page. So, and, so and to, I just want to be I just want to be clear where we're at with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. We have allegedly reports two coaching candidates mm-hmm. no general manager no okay. now the only the only way right. the thing that i will say about that which you're you're right you're right like you want to get that in place first but i will say this Kyle Shanahan picked John Lynch he did, he did I believe the Raiders are going to interview the um Niners assistant yeah, GM too well they requested to did they get everybody did I Adam think the Peters, entire yeah. league, I think Odyssey might have requested to interview <laughs> the assistant. Everybody asked yeah, Adam Peters, him. who the, the Niners have been holding on to for a couple of years. I think they might lose him uh, this year. He, he does a really good job behind the scenes with, with those guys. But, um, yeah, so I, my heart says Antonio Pierce. My mind says Harbaugh. I think you go Harbaugh because you have to think beyond this current Raiders team, too. Like, Devontae Adams is 31 years old. You're only here for a couple more years. Like, what am I going to hire Antonio Pierce just because, like, this one team here likes him? Like, yeah. John Harbaugh's are, or Jim Harbaugh's already a great coach. They'll fall in line with him and stuff like that. It'll work out. Uh, I, like, everything says that Harbaugh would turn your franchise around. And then leave. Immediately. In four or five years? Yeah, but the heights, where you're going to go in that four or five years? Is where the Raiders franchise hasn't been in decades. We'll put what Super Bowl? How about start with winning a playoff game? You know, sorry Jesse, but I we get we rag on the Raiders a lot because they haven't won a playoff game since like '02. I saw that the Dolphins hadn't won a playoff game since 2000. Shout out Lamar Smith. Wow, I did not know that. 
Wow. The Dolphins They've are honestly. They've been there, what, about two or three times, though? Been yeah, 2008, they got blown out by the Ravens. Mm. 2016, they got blown out by the Steelers. 2024, what happens on Saturday. Well, they lost last year, too, I guess. Yeah, last year. Uh, let's get Rico in here. Uh, James Ham going to join us here in just a heartbeat. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. What's up, Rico? Hey, right, what's up, fellas? How you guys doing, man? We good, man. How you doing? Good, good. Real quick, man. Uh, I just, I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on with the Kings, but it's a totally just different feeling from last year. But I mean, even though we're still doing good, you know, uh, I do think we do need we do need to make a trade, but. I wasn't really feeling the whole giving Siakam everything he wanted thing, so I'm kind of glad we pulled out of that. Mm-hmm. Who I really like, and his name been out there for you know, a minute already, but I just think John Collins would be a big upgrade over Harrison mm-hmm. Barnes. And we don't have to get rid of Herder. You know, I know everyone's jumping off the Herder bandwagon, but he's just having some struggles right now. But last year that dude was, you know, hot as hell. You know, that's that. But real quick, uh, I just want to get on uh, real quick when you guys was talking about uh, Cat Williams last week. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a quick, I got a quick story real quick, man. Uh, so I was at Joe's Crab Shack, and uh, it was uh, me, my two kids, and then uh, my kid's mom. We, were, we weren't even together. But, you know, to make a long story short, uh, my kids had something to do. So I told my kid's mom, like, well, what's up, man? Uh, I'm going to go order some tickets to the Cat Williams show, right? And uh, yeah. she's like, all right, whatever. So I go out there, and then uh, I go to the last unlimited across the street while I'm on hold, order me a beer. I order a Corona. Yeah, I'm not paying attention or none. And then when I order the Corona, the bartender's all right. And then next thing you know, some dude just turns around. He's like, you want some salt with that player? And it was Cat Williams, right? And I was like, man, that's crazy. I'm like, bro, I'm on the, I'm on the line trying to get tickets from, uh, for your show tonight. And he was like, man, get off the phone. He said, you're going backstage, right? I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I go back to Joe's Crab Shack, tell the story. <laughs> ain't, ain't no one believing me. My kids ain't believing me. My kids' mom ain't believing me, right? I'm like, all right, it's good. Just wait till tonight. Go get you an outfit. Me, woo woo. I called him. It was a, uh, it, it was a uh, his cousin. Two, uh, it was a guy cousin and his girl cousin. It was just him. <laughs> but, but but what I was getting at though was so. He was at the – because I, I remember uh, D-Lo saying that uh, he said he don't mess with the punchline and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Well, he was in Laughs Unlimited. He was trying to get him a little spot in before he went to Arco. Mm. So uh, – because this was like – man, this was like 15 years ago. This is when Arco was still up. So <laughs> You did all of that to get there? It, it was cool until it wasn't. Gosh, we were going to get kicked off the air one day. Oh, man. My man. My man. My man said to make a long story short, and then just just kept going, and I was invested. I was like, all right, how's this going to go? That's how we paid it off. And then it's like, wait, what? And then the payoff is Jesse's got to hit the damn dump button. I threw my headphones off. Chair flew back. What are we doing? We need to have a we need to have a players only meeting. We need a team meeting. You know what it is though. Yo, they really think we a podcast out uh, here. Well, the thing is, it, it, and it's the gift and the curse. I, I, I salute us, but this is you know the gift and the curse. We just make people feel too comfortable on here. Nothing man. will ever beat that man last week, <laughs> Jesse, with the all time probably <laughs> the greatest dump button moment in show history. 
That was an awful When you're moment. in charge of the dump button and you have to use it on yourself. <laughs> oh, we even lame. made the producer feel too comfortable that- around here. That's a fact. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about, but we were talking about was um, it, the was, end joke or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll I, now, now we'll never. Now we'll never know how. Wanted to know. Now we'll never know how the story ends. Did he hang out with Cat Williams? Did Cat like what Cat do? Like we never, we never got the end of it. Did they read a book together? <laughs> this is like Vince McMahon blowing up in the limo. Just, <laughs> we'll put that to the side. Let's just. What's next? <laughs> yeah, Cat. Uh, uh, there's a lot of stories, maybe not like that. Well, yeah, like that. Like a lot of people who come across cats say he's a good dude. I said last week, been around yeah, him a handful him. of yeah, times. Talking, yeah. yeah, a handful of times, and he was fantastic every time. And he was a star. Mm. Like he was a star at the time. He was fantastic. Um, it's just there's a there's a three hours. That's a lot of deciphering, of, <laughs> like truce, you know, realities. Yeah. The crazy, ludicrous stuff, like mm. and just like fables. You know mm. what I mean? Um, I don't know. Shout out to the FCC. Shout out to who? Who was that? Rico. Yeah, Shout Rico. out to Rico. 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 Tweet the end of the story. <laughs> Tag us yeah, in so man. we know what Hit the hell up, happened. <laughs> and that's a that's a that's that's not even a negotiable dump button word. No, no, that's not, one of like the no, five. Like, definitely cannot say that. Yeah, that is. There ain't no. You know what's great? There is no getting through that one. When you're listening on the Odyssey app, the dump button doesn't matter. Yeah, nah. Nah, you just you, you shout out to those on the Odyssey app who get the full uncensored version. No, nah, because it's not FCC regulated. I got you. Radio three years in, not in tune to the bit. What do you guys have been laughing about all this time? Just right. that eight seconds of the dump time mm-hmm. they've never heard. Right. Shout out to you guys. Poor radio yeah. just gets neglected a lot. Of the hey, time. but we love y'all. We love we the love radio. We love y'all so much, man. We, 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 we fight for y'all every we, time we be like, yo, no, we're a radio show. We're a radio show. Our bosses love you guys as well, so thank you. Well, they do. Yeah, they definitely do. In fact, the our bosses might not know anyone other than the radio exists. We're working on that. We're trying to get them a little sharper in that component, but. Working. You know, baby, we're, we're only four years into this. So. Hey, guys, so here's these numbers. Oh, yeah, nice, no, Dilo. Thanks. Nice. Great. Yeah, no. <laughs> 18 million impressions in 2023. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. This is neat. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You show me something else in this building that had 18 million impressions. <laughs> no, it's fine. That was, it's those fine. were all. Oh, this is neat that you did this energy <laughs> right there. Cute little D-Lo and Casey. Look what they did. I'm like, all right. Boy, oh, boy. Did uh real quick? Did you see um somebody tagged us on Twitter? But I saw this as well. Your boy, he's a hooper too. My boy's your hooper? boy. Your boy going to uh, West Virginia. Oh, he a hooper too? Yeah, hey, hooper. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't listen to the Pat McAfee interview that we found I didn't, after no, our I didn't show. Listen to it either. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go listen to it. Um, no, I didn't know. <laughs> and I don't even know. I also also when that came out that he's a hooper. Uh, your boy RG three had a tweet. I don't even know how I feel about Why it. Why is RG three my boy? It's your boy. How did that happen? You brought him up the most on this show, probably. I have. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't know. It's just your boy. Okay. Just what RG three say? I'm not gonna say it. Already, you can't read points. it. <laughs> no. Oh. We're still building up this dump time. So. All right. All right. Ask again in a half well, hour. That, Let's go, Jesse. I'll I'll find it. I'll send in the group chat. This guy's a wild boy. Let's bring in James Ham here. Hammer, what's happening, man? 
I feel like it's been a long time since we've talked to you on the stream. Yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see how many times I freeze before I get angry and like switch emails. That's okay. I mean, switch uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. What's going Uh, on? Man, let's... um... Real quick, I think he took it down. Oh, that was, was that little, bad? Yeah, it was, oh, he was man. trying to make a joke, and it's like, bro, I don't know how I feel about you doing all this, man. RG three is not the one I really. You get to all those shows. He's like really trying for the pause moments too. <laughs> um, you're listening to D'Lo and Casey on KIFM West Sacramento, ninety eight point five FM, Carex QHD two Sacramento, ESPN thirteen twenty, always live, unedited on the free <laughs> Odyssey app. Uh, same true for thirteen twenty TV here on Twitch, YouTube. Uh, in Twitter, uh, James, let's 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 do the opposite of how we started the show. Let's go back to Friday before we dive into the debacle of last night. Going back to the Siakam stuff. Uh, by the way, Kings got a great win against Toronto that was all but completely erased from everything but the record book last night. Um, got a great win against Toronto, uh, but the conversation certainly was how Sham Sharania said as we were wrapping things up on Friday. Hey, it looks like the Sacramento Kings and the Toronto Raptors are fully engaged in talks surrounding Pascal Siakam. And then about an hour later, the Kings and the Raptors have ended conversations. And then Sham Sharani talking this morning uh, about... I have to apologize. The deal centering around Harrison Barnes. And so we've got all that, James. And as we've learned here during the show we've passed along to the audience i'm sure you're you're aware of this as well uh at least part of the reason this all fell apart was siakam told sacramento he would not sign here and that is a big reason why this all fell apart in addition to while shams used the term centered around harrison barnes we learned like maybe harrison was involved but he wasn't actually the centerpiece of the deal yeah, that's a lot. So I, I haven't uh, been up to speed on everything as far as like what's in the deal, what's not. But I certainly, I mean, there were some murmurs last night while I was uh, at the arena that it's possible that Malik Monk's name had come up in mm-hmm. conversations in, in this potential trade. But I haven't heard that specifically myself. I it's It's something that had been brought up as someone else had heard that. And it, it's not my source, so... I'm not, you know, going to run with that as much as I would say, you know, that's very possible. Um, it's it's plausible because, you know, the the package that includes Kevin Herter and, you know, Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell, that's not that enticing mm-hmm. right now for a lot of teams, especially for a team that's trying to reset their roster at like 21, 22, 23. Uh, that, that's just not something that like, jumps at you and says okay i got to make this deal and that's not to disrespect kevin herter or or, you know harrison barnes or uh or davion it's just their market value isn't isn't high enough to go get a two-time all-star even if he is on expiring contract and so um you know that's where draft capital comes in that's where you know all the other negotiations that come in at this point like what are the kings trading for how long can they keep him uh, a player like Siakam um, how much does he want as an extension these are all questions that have to be answered before you really want to jump into a massive deal like this because I, I think I explained to you guys last week if you do make this deal there's 
there's no way to recover if he leaves via free agency. You don't have the the cap space to go do something to even replace players like Barnes or or Herder or Davion. You don't. You, you might be able to replace one or two of them, but certainly not the group. And it would really put you in a weird cap space. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I I think you know maybe it's better the Kings do just move on. If he if he's not interested in signing here, the conversation's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just the way it it goes. James, we had talked about that um, hypothetical earlier, and I said I wouldn't hesitate to do it if even if he said I'm not interested to sign. And one of the reasons, and I'll we just have a conversation about it. I think those pieces that you'd be giving up, I think they are replaceable. You know, worst case scenario, I've already mentioned Trey Lyle should be starting at the four. So you're not losing a, a starting four. He'd still be here. I'm saying if Siakam was gone, and I think I said Barnes and Davion. I didn't put Herter in there. But Barnes is already being replaced and moved to the bench. Um, so you're not missing a whole lot there, in my opinion. Davion is a guy that a lot of people feel shouldn't be in the rotation right now because uh, – so, like – Say Siakam left, what are you, what are you really losing? Well, I, I get what you're saying, but there's a difference between having Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter and Davion Mitchell on your roster, and not having them. Because no matter what, you do have to replace them. You have to replace them with something. And you know, we're talking about you know fifteen to eighteen, nineteen million dollar players, two of them. Like those guys are valuable pieces, whether they're playing right now, they're playing well right now in the Kings rotation or not, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a whole nother discussion. Um, and whether Trey Lyles is, is, you know, good enough to displace uh, Harrison Barnes in the start, starting lineup. I mean, that's your opinion. Um, I'm not sure that that's an opinion shared by, by Mike Brown. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. And I, and I do think that there are, you know, different ways to build, fill those voids, but just salary cap wise, it's very, very difficult. You know, remember we, we got to, was it last, uh, it was leading up to free agency, right? The Kings didn't have anyone they could actually trade leading up to free agency. They had like, there literally was outside of Malik Monk and Keegan Murray and Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox they didn't ha- oh and of course Kevin Herter. They didn't really have people under contract to go actually trade for somebody and that was a huge issue. If you were to give away these players, you kind of be in the same spot where you don't have any cap space with them gone and then you don't actually have any trade ships to actually move whether again they're viewed as expiring contracts or only a year and a half left on their deal type contracts, you know, you get to next year's trade deadline and you filled up your roster with a bunch of league minimum players and maybe one mid-level exception player. And if you can get uh, Malik Monk to come back on, on the early bird, then you've got him. But that's a, that's a big risk to take, even if it's just looking them at, at these players as like salary to use in a trade. So again, I, I get what you're saying. Do, do me a favor, James, because you, you have a better understanding of how this works to me. Why wouldn't you have cap space? Because you freed up the Barnes contract and the Davion contract. You brought back Siakam. He didn't sign. So where does that money now go? Like, shouldn't you have those contracts that are no longer on your books 
available to for some type of cap space, whether you're taking back contract or getting, I don't know, a mid-level guy or something like that. Like, what? why wouldn't they have cap space in that situation? Yeah, so the way the cap works is the Kings have, like, the cap is going to rise to, like, 144, maybe $145 million next year, right? And if you take away the players we're talking about and the players who are free agents on the Kings roster right now, the Alex Lenz or, or JaVale McGee's, the guys who have signed one-year deals, all those guys, if you just look at the core without Davion, without uh, Harrison Barnes and without Kevin Herter, the Kings would drop down to like 115 million. So on paper, it looks like you have 30 million bucks roughly to spend, mm -hmm. but automatically you have a cap hold for, um, for Malik Monk. So, and that's at like $12.8 million. So there goes, you got to back that money out of, out of your cap space. And then the mid-level exception is at about 12 million bucks. That also is a cap hold that you have to back out. So now that's 24 of the 30 million. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, for every open roster spot you have, which in this scenario would be like four or five, maybe even six or seven, it you have to put a, a league minimum cap hold of 1.1 million bucks. So if you have seven open roster spots, that's like 7.7 .7 million bucks. So now your 30 million is zero, but you're actually in the negative already. And that's just with being able to retain Malik Monk, sign a mid-level exception player, and then fill the rest of your roster out. So that's why, I mean, when you have a player like Demonis Sabonis and you have a player like De'Aaron Fox who make, you know, both of them are going to make upwards of, you know, 35, 40 million next year. Um, and then you have rising contracts like Keegan Murray, and, and some of the other contracts that the Kings have on their roster, uh, it eats up that cap space pretty quick. Even, you know, a guy like Chris Duarte, I think, is on the hook for six million bucks next year. Now, that's not to say that the Kings couldn't, like, start trading other pieces and clear up some more cap space or rescind their their uh, mid-level exception and pick up that 12 million bucks. And all of a sudden, you might be able to get up to, like, 18 to 20 million bucks in cap space. But it's not that simple. Uh, you know, and, and we're talking about, or realistically, we're talking about two rotational players, like whether they're playing that well right now or not. I mean, those guys combined for over 60 minutes a game last season. And even this season, they're still well over 50 minutes a game. Like that's a lot to replace. And then Davion on top of that. So yeah, like there are ways to, to build out a roster in this scenario but you also are running the risk of taking a tremendous step back and not even having pieces that you can go out and make trades with. And that's, that's tough. Monty needs to call the Dodgers. Yeah. Figure out, figure out how they work that out. Yeah. It's a little different in baseball. Maybe see how it's like a million dollars. Defer. Defer. Yeah. Defer, defer all of his payments until uh, 2030. Um, James fans, understandably, have reactions to games like last night where man I hope this I hope this wakes Monty make wakes Monty up I hope I hope Monty knows he has to do something after a performance like this at the Golden One Center um I'm pretty sure Monty is of the belief uh he needs to do something um or should do something for this team to you know get into that category of of being a contender but until that's done this is what we have what is this team, James? I would like to like 
tell you that I know. Like I've covered a lot of teams over the years, uh, most of them bad. And I don't even remember really, really bad teams having this type of erratic play. And and not only that, not just erratic play. Like I've covered a team that, you know, lost back to back games that were just like, holy cow, they got smoked. And I've lost I've covered teams that have lost seven or eight or nine in a row multiple times in the season. But this team like there's no way to put your finger on what's happening. Like, how do you go behind how do you drop down 50 points behind your opponent on your home floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I felt so bad for people who paid money to watch that yesterday. I don't even know how, you know, like I, I have a buddy who I, I mentioned this on the insiders earlier who texts me that he spent 700 bucks on tickets for him and his family to sit by, I assume lower bowl. Maybe they brought a couple of friends, whatever, but 700 bucks just in tickets and no Zion Williamson which that was like one big thing that wasn't who one big player who wasn't who didn't play. But then for the Kings to just not show up at all, uh, you know, it's embarrassing. And this is a trend that has happened so many times this season. We're looking at 10 losses by double figures and a whole lot more than that by, by 15, 20 points. That's just, again, I don't know how to put a finger on the erratic play that, that are the Kings. And Here's a weird fact. They're still considerably ahead of where they were last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know considerably anymore, but like they didn't get to five games over 500 until January 15th last year. And that's so right now they're at seven. You know, if they take care of business against two really bad teams that are coming up, that puts them nine games over 500. No, don't start projecting. Don't start projecting. <laughs> I, I, I agree. It, it's just bizarre that you can't like. There is no way to to know who's going to show up from one night to the next. They got a back to back with Detroit and Charlotte. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if the Orlando game was a no. Was the Orlando game the second night of a back to back? Yeah, because they yeah. they got they blown out by Charlotte yeah. the, or beat up by Charlotte in the first one. Sure. I don't know. I mean, I so know. because because of and here's what we we've tried to figure out throughout the whole day. Because they're erratic doesn't necessarily mean they're bad, right? It means they probably aren't like a contender or nothing like that. Mm -hmm. But I think we get frustrated because we don't know what team's going to show up, and that is frustrating. Like you can't hang your hat on something. But would you agree, James, this isn't a bad team. It's just an inconsistent team. There's a difference, in my opinion. No, I I totally agree. I totally agree. And the other thing I, I keep bringing up is it's not like they take like one step forward, two steps back. It's always like two steps forward, one step back. Like again, the wins over Orlando and who's the other team Toronto. they beat last week. Toronto. Toronto. Oh, and Toronto. Those are really good wins. Mm-hmm. Like they are, I mean, they're not like the cream of the crop, but those are long athletic young teams that, play hard or physical those were good wins but for as much as those were good wins a, a loss to charlotte missing one of the worst teams in the league missing four starters it's just you can't do that especially at home i mean that's again that's inexcusable and then you know to lose to new uh to new orleans okay they've got your number i get that but at least make it competitive and uh, I don't know. I, I haven't seen something like this 
at all. Like, again, a team that loses, you know, nine in a row is just flat out bad. I mean, we can all agree, and I, many of those those teams that were just, they're just not talented enough. This team has plenty of talent. They show up against really good teams. And other games, they just, there's nothing there. They're a shell of themselves. And everything looks out of sorts. And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to, like, piece it together because it doesn't make sense to me as someone who's watched a tremendous amount of basketball over the last, you know, 14, 15 years. Ham's analogy of two steps forward, one step back is how they inch their way to seven games over 500. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's how you get to seven games Mm -hmm. over. Like, if it was one step forward, one step back, they'd be, like, two or three games. But they'll do it for, like, two games and then have – Charlotte lost, and they do mm-hmm. that enough. And instead of being three games over, you're seven games over. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to tell you there's some rhyme or reason to what's happening here, but there just isn't. And until they figure out sort of that identity crisis that they're under, then I really, I you know, it's hard to say how good this team can be, or you know, what their their ceiling is, or anything else, because clearly they can beat anybody. Outside of like Boston, I don't think they can be Boston. Um, and we'll see Philly and Milwaukee on this trip. And you may say the same thing. Yeah, I'm going to need to see it no, to believe it. <laughs> yeah, this season they, they've beat Denver. They've beat, uh, they've beat Dallas. They beat uh, Minnesota they beat at home. Minnesota. Oklahoma City. At, yeah. At their home. Oklahoma City, they beat a couple of times. Phoenix, they beat a couple of times. The Lakers, they've beat a lot of playoff teams. So it's not just this you know, and it can just be matchups, but I don't know. I, it's, it's definitely alarming at this point. And I honestly, at this point, there's a lot of guys in that locker room that are just, you can sense that they know that there is trade talk going on, that they may be part of it. They also know that like the Kings are looking to make a move now. They're not, they're not looking to wait around. Um, even like the, the deadline being February, February 8th, like if they could make a move tomorrow, they probably would. Like this is a a group that wants to not only make a move, but make a move that gets them that solidifies who they are right now and helps them move forward for the final forty plus games of the season, fifty games of the season. They're not waiting around, and uh, and so that also it puts a different stress in the locker room because a lot of guys in there are looking around, wondering you know how many more games they have left yeah. with that group. And it's not a, you know, I covered Marcus. Marcus Sorton was, he's the example that I always give. But, like, I, I swear that Marcus Sorton, like, his hair would start to fall out during trade deadline time. Okay. He couldn't play at all. He was so, like, the it was anxiety and just stress. And he wasn't even mentioned most of the time in trades. <laughs> it's just that whole season, it can get to some of these players. And other people just handle it like, all right, well, this is the way it is. Like, I know it's a business, and if I'm here, I'm here, and if I'm not, I'm not. Um, but, you know, I, I think we're seeing that it's affecting some of these players in different ways. Will it continue to, um, particularly uh, with guys like Kevin Herter, who you just desperately want to to get going again, for guys like Harrison Barnes, whose name from now until eternity will be referenced in trade talks. Like, for the rest of his career, his name is going to be referenced in trade talks just because, and and, and I know that doesn't feel like a, a compliment, but he's a guy who can fit on so many teams. He's a guy who can help 
contenders. He's a vet who can help young guys. Like he's a, he's a player who can do so many different things, particularly at this stage of his career. But you know, Casey and I were talking about like it feels like that 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 all in thing. Boy, it was prevalent last year, and now it feels like maybe maybe we got a foot in. Maybe maybe we're dipping our toe in the water. February 9th, we're all in. Right now, we're just going to dip a little toe in the water, and it's just the, you know, the the vibes are off. And can guys like Herter, Barnes, guys who have kind of been up and down already this season, can they recover? Because there's a (laughs) – James, the trade deadline's a freaking month away. There's a – it's not like it's next Thursday. Like, there are a ton of games, long road trips, tough games at home, Tough teams, there's a lot still here in front of them before this deadline gets here. Yeah, you can't take your foot off the gas. And, I mean, like we always hear like 82 games is a marathon. It It's very true. It's, a, it's such a long, brutal stretch. And things like this, things like trade deadlines, trade things like rumors, it really does unsettle what's happening inside a locker room. You know, and so it's it's their job to be pros and to push push the outside noise out and to move forward as a group i I think a five game road trip is probably what this team needed right now Mm. uh it's one of those things where you go out on the road and you try to get yourself like back together as as a as a team try to have you know dinners together and and go do things together as a group and hopefully that leads to, you know, some camaraderie on the court uh, and, and just kind of holding together while this thing, you know, like sometimes it feels like it's falling apart. But I'd even say, like, look, this team is still seven games over 500. Like any other year outside of last year, Kings fans would beg for this to be the problem, you know, to to be in this situation that you're in right now where you you're a legitimate playoff team. Everyone in the league knows you're a legitimate playoff team. Now can you add another piece or two to get yourself over the hump? And that's why I always, I hate using, like we get into these conversations all the time about, uh, you know, like the, the transactions that could happen, the, the trade rumors, all these things. And there are, to- there are human lives on the other end of all of these things. And it doesn't feel good to these guys, you know, I, like right now, like, if anyone out there thinks Kevin Herter wants to miss shots, you're just wrong. Like the guy wants to succeed. He would love to be part of this team for a long time. And he would love to figure out why he's, he's, you know, he can't find the bottom of the basket, but you know, this stuff like this, like all these rumors and stuff, they impact, impact that. And you know, it doesn't help that you're already feeling a little off. Now you're, you're off and you're looking over your shoulder the whole time and not wondering whether, the coach is going to pull you, but you're wondering whether you're getting pulled into the GM's office at any time. Mm. And again, it's just a, it's an awkward thing that I don't think there aren't many businesses like this in the world where, you know, your boss can just walk in the door and say, Hey, sorry, but you're not even going to a, a different city. You're going to a different country. We've sent you to Canada. Good luck up there uh, playing for the Raptors. And that's, it's just a reality of, of the NBA and the difficulty of what these guys go through. Stacy tried to trade me to Kansas city earlier and they demanded I'd come with that. Bennett's fries. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That was, that was, that was the kicker. They really, that. they really wanted the fries. Uh, let's come back. I, I, I could see a thought in you. Hold that thought for one second. Cause uh, I know you and James like to cook. So we'll come back. We'll talk much more 
uh, with James Ham uh, about Kings basketball. We'll talk, I guess, about that game yesterday and, more importantly, uh, the road trip ahead and what these next couple of weeks look like for Sacramento. And while we're here, go Blue. Yeah, the uh, Michigan Wolverines. If you'd like to hear the Michigan Wolverines win their first national championship since 1997, tune in here to ESPN 1320 as I fully expect them to beat Washington by a minimum of three and a half scores. Sure. That's coming up here uh, at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We're back with more with James Hamlin, Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. James, you need a third guy on the insiders because I've about had it with these two. I don't even know if I'm rich enough (laughs) I make enough money to be in this room right now. It's a fact. That's why I sit in the producer's room. I'm I'm still doing the show on air. Guys are ridiculous. We got another mic for you, Casey. Thank you. The producer's room. Oh, boy. Guys are big thinking. money. We're, we're close. To, we're close to getting Kyle in the main room. That's what I, I keep hearing. It's like we're almost there. Where Kyle is going to join me in in studio. What is it, studio two? Yeah, studio who's B? who? Studio, studio who's sitting in studio one? This is running itself. <laughs> no, they're they're making it so he can run the show from the board right in front of you. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah, okay, that's, I that's like the it. Plan. I like it. So I'll switch over and I'll be there in in uh, Casey's seat. Okay, and. He'll be in, and then we won't have all those adjustments to make. At the, you guys are that's good stuff. Crossover. That's good stuff. Yeah. Two we'll sets of we'll see, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the evolution of the insiders. Love to see it. Love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, James, uh, I've just, a lot of Kings talk here today. Trade deadline a month away. Uh, we had the Siakam rumors from last week. Like, let's say hypothetically that that is just a a a, a – a, a a call that Monty McNair is not willing to answer anymore. Like we've been down this road with Toronto, I think we've got enough intel to believe they've been down this road with Toronto a couple of times. Mm. Uh, let's just move on from dealing with Messiah Jerry. Where do you, James Ham, the general manager, turn your attention to next? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be deals out there that we don't know, right? There I hope are gonna so. Be players. <laughs> There are going to be players so. that that we we aren't looking at that we haven't like centered on that uh, that could become available, right? Um, I also I think that the Kings are probably going to go back to the uh, the Kyle Kuzma discussion and, and see if there's any way to get him out of Washington. You know, we've heard that there's potential for him to be available, uh, although the asking price of two second round picks. I mean, two first round picks seems a little high, mm. um, but he's still a player who makes sense. And the way that if I'm the Kings and I'm looking at that as a potential move, uh, I don't think he's as good as Pascal Siakam, uh, but I do think he's a year and a half younger. Uh, he's under contract for another three years after this year on a declining scale deal that pays him like 23 and a half, 21 and a half and 19 and a half million. So basically, he's half the price of any deal that you would have to that you would have to pay Siakam, mm. and so all of these things, like I, I think, there's also an added bonus that if you were to somehow make that trade, that you could potentially make it without Harrison Barnes being attached, and next thing you know, you've got Harrison Barnes as like your third or fourth forward in a in a mixture with Keegan Murray and Trey Lyles and. You know, so all of these things to me make a lot of sense. Uh, now, whether the Kings can get that done or not, I don't know. Um, you know, again, they they had a deal for him once before where they're trading Buddy Hill. 
uh, to the Lakers for him and, and Montrezl Harrell. They talked to uh, his people during the offseason, from what I know, and like had worked on a deal, a potential deal for him to come to Sacramento before he chose to go back to Washington. But um, he's a type of you know long, athletic, uh, three, four that can rebound, that can score, that can play some, some defense can shoot the ball a little bit. And he would make a lot of sense as like a long-term pairing with what you already have without disrupting everything. And, uh, and he's also a player that if it wasn't working out a year in or two years in, it's not like you couldn't go move him, his contract, a declining scale contract for a guy who can average between like 18 and 23 points a game is really, really solid. He basically has the Buddy Heald or uh, Harrison Barnes contracts that the Kings signed during the Ken Catanella uh, era where it's declining each year by $2 million. What do you think the uh, – what do you think the percentages are that nothing gets done? Hmm. I think they're pretty high that something gets done. Um, I don't know what that something is. I mean, I, I hope that they don't do something silly Things like trade a for panic. a second round pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'm we're going to see like the Kessler <laughs> Edwards thing, right? Like, that's it. That's it. There, there, there it is. There, there it is. J, J, the Kessler Edwards deal. That's 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 <laughs> yeah. what I that's what I'm feeling. I don't even think we're going to see like what was the year before where they traded for Delon Wright and Mo Harkless mm-hmm. and Terrence Davis. Uh, maybe that was three years ago. I don't see that like small of a deal. I think that they're actually going to try to to add like a rotational piece hmm. and preferably a starter, someone who makes your team much better. And, you know, I, I think that, that there are options to do that at both the shooting guard position and one of your forward spots, uh, especially with Keegan Murray's ability to play the three or the four. Hmm. Yeah, I'm leaning towards minimal. Not, not because, in, unless, and this is this is the important part. The mm-hmm. starter. No. Okay. Well, no. At, at the rate that that two position is going, maybe I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but for me, nah. I, I, uh, I don't think it, I don't think a starter. I don't think the Kings are getting acquiring a starter. Um, hmm. I, but, but to what James just said, there's something out there we're not talking about. Like, it's always the the loud deals that I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there's something out there that we're not talking about, something that's maybe off our radar. Maybe it's on a wish list, but we feel like it's far-fetched. Maybe, that, maybe that's out there, yeah. but I have no clue who it is. Yeah, it's tough, too, because you're always looking for the other partner like right it, it's not just what do you have to offer it's you know do your thoughts align with another team and that's not usually easy to do you know you, you really have to you have to mine the entire nba for a team that might need a starting shooting guard or might need shooting more than they need a defensive player and so you've got this and this to offer and they have this and this you know you got to find a team that's you know in the case of like if you're going to move harrison barnes it'd have to be a team that is already good and wants to and needs a fifth starter to help maybe get them over the hump and you know and they are they're willing to to move 
player X and, and Y because they don't fit in the rotation or something. Like there's there's always like motivations and contracts and play styles and all that stuff. And you got to find just the right partner. And so I, I don't think it's as easy as people think. And it's certainly not as easy as just throwing a bunch of names into a trade machine and seeing if it works financially. It's it's Who usually no. a lot more complex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it is a lot of who says no. Like it's complex, um, and you also have to remember that part of that calculus is who the player is on and off the court. You know, it's it's what they mean to the team already. Um, it's some of the the players that you have on your roster might go to management and say, "Hey, we would prefer this player doesn't get traded." Mm. You know, and so these are all things that you know, like I. I I don't think the Kings will entertain trading Malik Monk. I don't think that that's even a possibility. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I'd make him as quote unquote untouchable because he is on a, a, a you know a contract that's expiring at the end of the year, and you could lose him without the ability to go out there and retain and and resign him. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, those are things where you got to look around and say, hey, how do we? How do we keep this thing together? How do we build on what we already have? You know, what Monty said, maintain and um, I can't remember what is maintain, maintain and, improve, and, right? maintain and, and improve. improve. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they've got to find, I think right now they're maintaining. It doesn't feel good, but maintaining nonetheless, they need to find a way to improve. And that's not always easy. Yeah. You want to talk about yesterday? I don't know if you want to talk about yesterday. <laughs> Not really, but I'll it's ask okay if you, you don't want to talk about yesterday. Let me. Let, I'll ask you a broader question. De'Aaron Fox hit the first three. He hit the first points for the Sacramento Kings yesterday, mm. and that was it. That was it. It wasn't De'Aaron didn't make another field goal. De'Aaron didn't score again. He didn't yeah. even get to the foul line. What? You know, we, we we just had the. I'm sorry. What game was he? Uh, Orlando. The the game where he was really bad and Malik. Orlando took it home. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because he hit the. At all that, De'Aaron hit the game winner, mm -hmm. or what? What turned out to be the game winner. So you just kind of had that game where it's like De'Aaron ain't gonna have another one of those. He had, but not only the worst game of the season. This had to be his worst game in. Uh, as a pro. This Since was, his rookie season. This was yeah. bad. Um, mm -hmm. What the hell? That's the question, James. What the hell? What is this? Is 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 you know when stuff like this happens, there's speculation. De'Aaron's hurt. Is he tired? He didn't get to the foul line. Is it the Pelicans? Was it the flow of the game? Like what was less about Sacramento and more about De'Aaron? What what was De'Aaron yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I think we saw it all three games here of the three games in four nights. He didn't look like himself on Tuesday. Wednesday, he really didn't look like himself. At, well, let me think. My my days are all messed. Yeah, messed Charlotte, Wednesday, Orlando. Yeah, Orlando. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, like, there in were Toronto those games Friday. where, yeah, he didn't look like himself at all. And he is beat up. Like, he, he came to the podium one night. And it took him, you know, an extra two seconds to get up the stairs. Mm -hmm. So you can tell right now he's walking a little straight legged, um, which he tends to do when he's hurting. Uh, I don't know, you know, like just overall he's beat up and 
that's to be expected. I mean, the guy's been basically averaging 30 points a game until, you know, early this week. And now he's down to like 28.3 because he's had a couple of stinkers, Mm -hmm. but like he's been carrying the weight of this team for the entire season. And it's while they've been waiting for guys like Harrison Barnes or, you know, Kevin Herter or Davion or name that player, you know, Trey Lyles missing the first 13 games of the season didn't help. Like while he doesn't play De'Aaron Fox's position, he can take the pressure off of a player like Fox because if that second unit can stay out there a little bit longer and can carry can carry a little bit further, that allows Mike Brown to not go back to De'Aaron Fox all the time. And so, like, look, I, I think we all know that there's going to come a point where he was going to have to take a few games off or where he he was going to slow down a little bit, but then he'll surge again and he'll be right back up to where he was. I just think that this is a stretch where he's gotten he's taken some hits and it's really tough to maintain your body for 82 games when you're the guy who has to take on so much of everything that's happening. It's also why I think Mike Brown has been using Malik Monk a lot more to try to shoulder some of that weight while they've been playing together more and why he's been taking over as like a lead guard. Uh, and I also think it's why De'Aaron Fox has sat back and shot more threes, especially recently, because I think he's just like, it's been probably two weeks of him being a little sore, a little beat up and not really wanting to run inside and get uh, knocked to the ground again and again. So you hope that it's just a momentary thing where he bounces right back and gets his legs under him. Um, but a five game road trip that starts off with a back to back, it's really not an easy way to do it. And, and again, they play tomorrow, yeah, right? They right. played yesterday. They yeah. play tomorrow. They play uh, the next day. They play on Wednesday. That means that he's going to be, he's in the middle of three games and four nights again. And yeah. sometimes you get caught in the middle of the, in the schedule and these little groups of three games and four nights hide and they don't go away. So you can have a game on Sunday, a game on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then a game on Friday. And that means that you had, you know, again, two sets of three games and four nights hidden inside of that. And so it takes its toll. It takes its toll on everybody. And, uh, you know, you hope that he, he busts through the wall here and his body just kind of is a way to heal up. Um, but you never know. I mean, this could be a, a thing where he does need to sit for a do and catch his breath and, and let his body heal. That's what I was going to ask you, James. I mean, do you do you think he should sit a game? Um, do you think he will sit a game? I don't think he will. I'm not exactly sure he should either. But what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're looking at the, the long schedule of the season, right, it – like sometimes you do have to err on the side of caution with a player like this who, who again, carries so much of the weight. Um, if he thinks he can go, I usually let him go. But I also, I've talked to you guys about this before. They, the Kings track everything, right? They'll pull players in and they've got like a, a you know, like a, a meter and che- uh, that can check the flexibility of, of their knees and of their ankles. Like they do tests to make sure that, there isn't weird swelling going on that people aren't seeing or, or that, uh, you know, they, they do the jump tests before and after they warm up before every game. And so they're tracking to see what his body looks like, just the mechanics of it. But there is no like true predictor for, for injuries. You have no idea when a player is going to just like accidentally roll his ankle, like what happened to Trey Lyles. 
um, the other, the other day, or, you know, he missed last game because he rolled an ankle on just, wasn't he just backpedaling down yeah. the court? Just yeah. And just back. like took a bad step and, and rolled his ankle. Like there's no way to predict those things. Um, or like Alex Len, where a player rolled up on him and, and, uh, he had a high ankle sprain. So what you're hoping for is that you can see when a body is starting to like need more rest, it's going to be in decline and you need to figure out a way to, to help him. So whether it's like more stretching, whether it's taking a day or two off of practice and, and having him just sort of watch whether it's more ice tub or, you know, whatever it is, you got to figure out a way to, to like bandage these guys up and hold them together with glue at some point and, and hopefully get them through a tough stretch until their body just magically finds a way to heal up, which does happen. And so it's tough, but uh, you know, this is, this is part of basketball. Is this team soft? Um, I would like to say yes right away, but then there are some nights where they're just not at all. Right. Yeah. And so, so I would like, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, like, if anyone ever wants to call Damana Savonis soft, like, eh, no. I mean, that's a lunch pail dude who who gets hit more than any player I've ever seen on an NBA court. So I'm I'm gonna say they have some players who uh, that are playing soft or that might be mentally soft or who are showing that they might be soft, but they also have some guys that are just flat out ballers, you know, that, that will go in there and, and mix it up amongst the trees, whether that's De'Aaron, whether that's, you know, uh, Malik Monk, like these guys are, are out there playing really hard. And again, like Chris Duarte, there's, you can't call Chris Duarte soft. Yeah, and I like think he'll, he'll foul you for calling him soft. Like, it's just like, it's why games like yesterday stand out a little bit more than the others. Not just the you know the thirty point loss and the fifty point deficit, but the fact that like it didn't feel like De'Aaron was doing the stuff he normally like. De'Aaron, you talk about getting in there, mixing it in with the trees. Didn't feel like De'Aaron was doing that. Um, didn't feel like Malik was doing that. Like I can remember distinctively a couple of guy, a couple of times guys, Davion Mitchell specifically, Kevin Herter specifically, tried to get to the rack. They just kind of like lost the ball. You know, they kind of go fumbling around with it. And I didn't know if that was just the day was off. It was just a bad day for everybody. Or if that's the Pelicans. The Pelicans had them shook up and they saw something. And it's just nothing worked for them yesterday. And they were trying to shoot them where that shoot themselves back into a game that went from a 20 point deficit to a 40 point deficit in a span of two minutes. Yeah, and that's their default setting is to try to shoot their way back into it from the perimeter. And when you don't have your legs, that's the worst thing you can do. So, yeah, I I don't think they are. Like, again, you go toe-to-toe against Toronto and find a way to get through that team. That team's not soft at all. Uh, And you could say the same thing about a lot of the teams that they're playing. Like, the Pelicans are just a bad matchup. And I don't know why they're such a bad matchup. Um, but you know, like even the Valanchunas Sabonis matchup, uh, like they're really close because they both play for the Lithuanian national team Mm -hmm. and like Jonas Valanchunas, like he's excited to play against Sabonis. He wants to go in there and battle Sabonis and he, he'll have a big game against Sabonis. So, uh, are the Kings as tough as the Pelicans? No, but like, there's a lot of like varying degrees of toughness that, that. Are, that is in the NBA and 
I think they just have to find consistency more than anything else and not worry about that. Well, we're headed out to Houston. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines will win their sec their their first national championship since 1997 against the lowly Washington Huskies. You can hear the coronation of the Michigan Wolverines. Let's go, baby. Next. Let's go. Right here. Sacramento Sports Leader. By the way, we're going over to 102.5. Vamos, Michigan. Go blue. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.